It is footy and frothies. It is the 12th of May, 2021. Barney, Ollie, with um, joining me at the Greyhounds Hotel a day early because Barney's off for a little family vacay the next couple of days in lieu of, sadly, both of us had to scratch for a magic round due to p- prevailing circumstances, um, unfortunately. But uh, we'll still have coverage of that. We're going to talk about that in part two. But um, how's the week treated you, Ollie? Uh, yeah, it's been all right. Uh, not been up to much yet. Same old, same old. Barn? Yeah, as a, on holidays as of today, which is nice, mate. Had a nice, relaxing day. Um, just dealing with the little menace that we've got at home. <laughs> Kept her at home today, so we'll have the week with her, which is cool. real good. Yeah. And where are you off to? Off to Bado Bay for a couple of nights. So Very nice. Yeah, hopefully the weather's not too bad and we can get out, spend some time in the around the water, which would be nice. Beautiful. I'm off to um, Liverpool for a rep netball carnival, so <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> uh, let's talk news, though. So uh, plenty going in the world of footy. Actually, less going on than usual. Um, the COVID restrictions came back in level three for Sydney teams until they get up there, then it's back to level one. Uh, anyone coming from outside the bubble or didn't play has to pass a COVID test, I believe, okay. uh, whatever that means. But uh, the NRL did turn around and say no to all the players that, and they were warned, Parramatta, but Parramatta played all their reserves in New South Wales Cup and they said they're not coming into the bubble. So that is what it is. I so guess. has that been confirmed now? I, yeah, I thought they, there was did, a bit they, of talk they are applied for exemption and they said no. But players that didn't play last week but trained with them can go up, have to pass a COVID test and okay. just can't train with them until they've passed a COVID test and join the bubble then. So uh, there was a couple of peanuts arguing online that Canberra got away with it, but Canberra's not Sydney, so for those needing a geography lesson, um, <laughs> I've just given you one. Uh, signing news. Idiots. It's interesting how it works with um, Arthur's and his boy, because his boy plays New South Wales Cup, doesn't he? Well, Maybe. I think so. I think because he trained, yeah. Sure. Well, that's the thing, because he's, so they're in contact he's outside day. the bowl, but technically in the bubble, because Arthur's there. Yeah. Yeah, they named him. He's the only one I think they named. He's the team will affect, so he'll have to pass a COVID test and whatever that means, join the team. He won't just won't be able to train him until the day. So well, they're going to need him. So. They'll need him. Yeah. Well, and it was, yeah, that was their issue that they had. Don't actually have 17 players. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get to that in the preview. I'll get your, your mic up there, Barn, sure, as I go through that. Signing news. TJ Perinara story is dead. He will be staying with uh, Union. Okay. We won't be seeing him. Uh, Nathan Brown has signed a two-year extension with Parramatta, as has Will Penasini and Dave Hollis. Uh, so, yeah, he I think Manly was Finally the other cracked. option. <laughs> and they pulled the pin, and he figured he may as well sign somewhere. We, I don't know if we talked about Connor Tracy last week, but he's re-signed, yeah. re-signed shots, for yeah. three years. And uh, Schuster, three years Manly, which is both good for them. It is. And uh, Danny Widler confirmed today that uh, Oliver Lockhart will be coming to the Tigers. Was that a joke? <laughs> what? Gildart. Gildart. Gilderoy Lockhart. What's his name? <laughs> Oliver Gildart. Oliver, Oliver Gildart. I thought you were saying because you made a joke the other week. Oh, I thought no, you now it's in my head. So yeah. I'm going to say. So there's another one. For there's the another one. From JT. If he's not already. Uh, and there were suggestions today uh, from Wacko's Whispers that Mumbai has will be at another club in Sydney next year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't agree if it's worth speculating, but I would imagine the only two options would probably be sort of your sharks and maybe your dragons, really. So he, he might be a, a sharks utility next year, given the way the exodus going on right now. Uh, that's about it for signing news. Any thoughts on any of them? Do we have much to add? Oh well, the, the uh, story that I actually showed you before we came on air 
Um, so it hasn't broken too too long ago. But the mole has reported that the managers of David Clemmer and Matt Lodge have met or are in the process of swapping clients, which must have something to do with their contract, which would potentially see them switch clubs. I don't quite understand how that works unless they literally take over each other's contracts. I, I, I can't work that out, to be honest with you. It, it might be part of a plan, switch clients and then get them to switch clubs once they're with their new agency. Because I'd just take it Clemmer's manager would probably be in Sydney and Lodge is probably based up there. So if they're going to swap clients, it's... Um, they I can't probably imagine want they're, they're literally they walking in for the know. same contract. Like they're yeah. swapping contracts. What else? Yeah. What else would it be? That's a weird one. Yeah, it, it, it's just odd. I don't know exactly how it works out. Unless what I read was really poorly written and they're just swapping clubs. But yeah, managers yeah, unless it's just up. a trade deal that yeah. was reported wrong. But, yeah. Uh, fair enough. Uh, judiciary news. Is, uh, it's a bit going on at the Grey Gums tonight, apparently. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> it's um, getting a bit loud at the back. The Cheese accepted his one-week early plea for the shoulder charge. Dylan Brown accepted three-week early ban. Near Corey, two-week for his shoulder charge. David, Fif- there was a bunch of fines in there. David Fafita has is going tonight, so I guess we'll know by the end of the show, to dispute his, the grading. He's accepted the charge, but he's disputing the grading. Yeah. So it could mean no weeks. It could mean... One week could have been two weeks if it, if he gets it wrong. Uh, I guess, like I said, we'll know. We'll check before our preview show. Injury news. The big one was out of Melbourne today. Harry Grant, Cam Munster, both out for apparently one to two weeks. Yep. And calf and both niggling sort of things. Yeah. Calf. So that's uh, given they're missing Papineau as well. That's a test of their depth. Uh, even that with that said, <laughs> it won't trouble them this week, I don't think. It's, it's actually a kudos... Um, to both the Melbourne and East clubs, how will they do in their depth? And I guess Penrith as well, that they're able to absorb such things because you take those two players that have probably any of 15 other clubs in the comp and, well, let's say 13 Struggle other clubs. pretty hard. Yeah. You're not tipping them this week, are you? Uh, Jesse Ramian, eye, fractured eye socket, four to six weeks. Uh, big one, Patrick Carrigan, ACL, he's gone for the season. That's big. Uh, all this is big Queensland origin news too, actually. Uh, but that's a real sad one. Um, he was just sort of getting back back into the mojo, actually, Carrigan. Yeah. So, uh, Jacob Host, two to three weeks with a quad. Drew Hutchinson, punctured lung in that injury. Unfortunately, too, I saw uh, over the weekend that he's going to be suffering financially like pretty bad from it too because it's obviously a big thing, punctured lung. At least six weeks, usually around six to eight weeks, I think it is. But, yeah, like you have your normal injuries, right, and you can diagnose and oh, this player will come back then but like a punctured lung for a rugby league player like obviously Andrew Johns supposedly played with one in the 1997 grand final but I mean it's next level like yeah. it's pretty serious yeah I, well I hope he recovers yeah, he's on match payments is that no he's on a contract but his contract's up and obviously there's a quite a market a fierce oh, market yeah, at the moment so I imagine someone will pick him up 
I can't imagine he goes without a game next year, but it's just bad timing well, and just out of sight, out of mind is the, is the biggest concern with him, I'd say. It's just like difficult as well to come back from because like I know it's unlikely, but it could even be like a career thing if there's complications that happen with it and like yeah, it could could potentially be done. So Lucky Lamb comes in and I suppose you don't want to give someone in your position an even cracks. So no, definitely not. Lucky Lamb I imagine is gonna have a bit of time he there. He's already sort of behind the standings behind Lucky at the start of the year as well. So Yeah. So Lucky back anyway. Um Victor Radley has to pass a HIA before he plays. Sam Walker's been named, but there was shoulder concerns, I believe. We thought it was ankle last week, but shoulder apparently. Yeah, he grabbed hold of that shoulder a few times. He took a few... Um, obviously, he's been getting targeted a fair bit in the last few weeks, and, um, yeah. yeah, he did grab hold of that shoulder a couple of times after making um, making tackles, so that's not a great thing, especially if he's... Um, they're hoping to have him there for the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, Sutton Tarpane are both TBC. We don't have news on them, but I imagine we know more tomorrow but haven't been named this week uh, with their injuries. I think Sutton looked worse. Sutton worse didn't look good at all, no. Yeah. And HIAs have to be passed for Paseca and Marnie, who have both been named for their respective teams. Uh, the PCTC plugs along. We Have you got the results here, Barn? I do. Oh, you can to find them do the honours. pages away. While you yeah. find them, I need to plug the Winter Comp kicks off this week. Six-week winter dash for the horse racing. If you're a horse racing fan, go to PCT Horse Tipping, I believe it is, on Facebook. And uh, that starts this week, six weeks. It's a, You have a free option or a buy-in option. All the info's up there. Uh, a good little kitty building there. It's a bit of fun. You tip in each race across the four major states. Yep. Uh, and your return comes back to you as points. The winner at the end of the day takes the crown. Uh, Barn and I have been both a part of that for nearly the best part of a decade now. So We're up over a grand, I think, for the prize pool. So there's yeah. a pretty decent so a return if you, can, um, if you can put it together for four or five, yeah. uh, five or six weeks. So we need to plug them. They will have, if you look, if you want to wait till spring, the next big one will be the spring carnival. Uh, we yeah, spring carnival, which usually starts back end of July, early August. They start having new homes for that. It goes so for about 15 weeks. It goes so right so through the Melbourne <laughs> Cup carnival. Got to keep, keep going. form up for a bit longer, but it is only the two states with the bigger ones. Yes, Sydney, Melbourne there. Yeah. Um, so with the with our, with the tipping comp, we've got uh, first place is on 55 points. Pretty sure that's Irish Tony's running first at the moment. Then we go down to second on 54 points. Polar Bear? Yes, Polar Bear on 54 points. Then we have four players on 52 points. And then we get down to Daggy, who's 31st on 46 points, and myself, who is... 34th on 45 points. Yes, for the second time this year, I got three out of eight. So um, I'll get an early slap in for myself as we go through. (laughs) There we go. Uh, Gaz leading the footy and frothies crew, I'd say, with 52 points. And um, nine people tipped seven last week, so well done. On margins, which is the in the first game, which is a deciding factor, uh, Chanel tipped the closest to the margin. So. Yeah, which was still about 30 points away from what actually yeah. happened, I think. Yeah, she was. It's 32 <laughs> off. So no one, at least in uh, in contention, got close to that. But well done all there. Uh, any other news, boys? Anything else that's been floating around in your rugby league world, Ollie? No, nah, not really. Nah, probably get a bit more conversation out of when we do the reviews, I think. Well, well let's get a into good it. Week of footy. It's a, a good week of footy. The, the, I guess the talking points are the demolition jobs in the first two games. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the very, very long football in the last few games. But uh, Storm 50 demolished the Bunnies zero. If Cam Muster could kick, Storm could have legit put 60 on this team, Yes, uh, which is even scarier. You can do the stats here. 
Yeah, so we had zero tries for South and 10 for the Melbourne Storm. Uh, five out of 10 conversions for Melbourne. 68% completion, played 93% completion for the Melbourne Storm. I'm pretty sure that's the best they've done all year. Mm. 25 out of 37 sets, played 37 out of 40. Uh, Melbourne made 330 extra post-contact metres. <laughs> if you just picture that, that's just them running right down the middle of the field. And then also, once that broke open, out on the edges. Zero line breaks for Souths, which is uh, very, very unusual from what they've put up this season. And nine from Melbourne Storm. 12 tackle busts to 29. Four offloads to 14. Two force dropouts by Souths and one by Melbourne. No 40-20s. 357 tackles played 268. Two ruck infringements to three. One inside 10 for Melbourne. Three penalties conceded to five. 11 errors played five. Damien Cook with 49 tackles. Kenny Bromwich with 28. Walker with 102 metres. And Cameron Welch with 184 metres. Uh, Supercoach points. I had them say, no, I don't have them for this one. But, oh, yes, I do. <laughs> Sorry. Josh Adekar with 178 points. Hughes with 103. Munster with 100. And then eight other players before you get down to the first one from the South Sydney team, which was Tavita Totola with 45 points. You've got to be stiff being uh, the Fox this week and not being the highest Supercoach scorer all around. <laughs> 178 so. points. He would have got about 120 of them from scoring tries. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, and I was playing Damo in one of the comps and he had the Fox. And he did. It was a big lead he get, I gave up early. Yes. Um, what do you take away from it? Uh, I th- Well... I, you know, I know they've played and everything, but I think there's real grave signs for South. I think they, I'm not saying they're going to miss the airing, crazy, but I've said for a few weeks they're, it just shows they're getting away from games, so. but there's there's a, there's clearly, a, there's the two hopes in this whole comp, which is we're going to talk about. It shows we'll, you what Murray does to that pack. And like, correct. He just holds that pack together, because without him, they look to shambles. Well, and here's the thing, they're not a big pack, no, so not. they need to be a good pack, and when they lose their best player, they lose... The play of the ball speed, which I talked about last week, mm-hmm. through the middle, but then they also lose, I guess, the glue to the rest of them. And they got smashed by this Melbourne pack, um, which I suppose is in the top two or three in the comp, but they got owned off that. Then you can't really ultimately. F- um, They're only doing it the sort of just, once or twice a set as well, and then they just swing yeah. it wide and just. So they just went bang, bang. We, are, we already own you. And then, then they went and did what they did uh, to talk about. Oli, very quiet. What, do you, what have you taken away, at least from South to start with? What can I take away from South, <laughs> like from that game, honestly? Uh, no, I probably got more entertainment out of the 12-year-old South fans on Instagram afterwards having a cry because I put a post up asking if South were done this year after getting getting beat 50-0. Um, it, it was all pretty much... They just sort of weren't there. First 10 minutes, maybe, they had that disallowed try early. They looked like they might have been um, putting in a bit of a contest, but after that, they were just, well, they were pot points. Like, they did absolutely nothing when they had the ball. Um, they were making errors or just quite simply, they looked like the Bulldogs. Honestly, they looked, Melbourne made South Sydney look like the Bulldogs. That's all I can say they about South. They didn't really look like scoring a point, did no. they? Um, no. Just on the uh, missed tackles, there's 14 missed tackles from the starting pack from South. So that's 14 out of five, five different blokes who started the game. Hawkins missed four and made 22. Melbourne didn't really rate on the missed tackles. If you're going to look at that, uh, Walker made 102 run meters, right? And then Totola made 96. There was only six out of the 17 players from Melbourne that didn't get over 100 running meters. Like they just well, that goes back. That's what you call getting over owned. the top. Yeah. Of 
like all night and it just uh, once it started it didn't stop there was yeah I imagine being a South supporter sitting there trying to watch I reckon a lot of them would have turned that one off pretty early I think yeah um yeah, you had um, the tackle bus as well, 12 tackle bus for Souths to like 29 from Melbourne and then Souths go and make double the amount of errors that Melbourne do. You can't do that against the dogs, let yeah. alone trying to do that against Melbourne and expect to be anywhere near the game. Um, the Storm just had an absolute field day uh, through that South's defence. Josh had a car. He, he was not going to forget that night anytime soon. <laughs> it's probably going to be the best night of his uh, yeah. footy life for a long time. And gay guys going to have nightmares about that game. <laughs> they, um, the six tries. <laughs> the the professor. I'll, I'll give a kudos to the professor. He was outstanding was last night uh, with everyone going past, straight past him. Yeah. It was. Uh, well, the thing is, when they got space and when that dominant, they have the two best running halves. And he doesn't need space to begin with. So. No, but they got the two best. So they got the two best running halves in the comp. Yeah, they got the best running half combination in the comp. Uh, they got the best hookup for a running half combination in the comp. And when you have that much space in between, well, what else is going to happen? No, um, no, they were 100%. doing what they wanted. Their, Nico cheese was good and, chiming in, but yeah, like, Cheese and Nelson were the best forwards for mm-hmm. for um, Melbourne. Hughes is an absolute purple patch form. Like he's. Yeah. At the moment, is as good as it's ever been in his career, and it's probably as good as anybody running around at the moment in the comp. Um, and he could get better. Like he's still, you well, know, he's still building as a halfback. How long oh, has he been there? Not that long. Like, two years uh, now. Two years. Yeah. Coming off, you know, he was a fullback, and he's gone in there, and he's learning his role, and he's he's killing it at the moment. Cook and Totola were the best for South, but I had to go looking for you know the best players from the South. <laughs> I, didn't, teams, I didn't bother. So. <laughs> um, yeah, and their halves never got into the game. They were never. Yeah, they had no time, no space, and they just got bashed, man. Yeah, and then you know Benji's Benji one on one's never going to be that great defender these days. He got shown up a few times. It was what it was. Um, yeah, end of the day, you just go right. Storm to me, like I said, there's only two two teams can win the comp. And you can maybe give, you can say, two and a half if you want to right now put Parramatta in, and I'm not right now. But these are the two best. If they both stay fit, it's going to be a hell of a grand final. The only fly in the ointment is... Para finishing second and yeah, the final it. system and, and then one of those two teams questions. beating Para in the yeah, grand final. So yeah. uh, that's the only fly in the ointment. But um, Nico Hines, mm-hmm. yeah, what a, I think it'd be probably nine other teams back. wanting him as fullback. Well, We've talked about Jack Manu a few bits, a few times, but there's probably nine other teams would take him in a heartbeat. Yeah, well, I, I forgot to bring it up during the news, but I also saw today that Brisbane are, have reportedly made their first move for Nico Hines for next year. Well, they need to do something. Because well, Osaka, you know, he's not 100% a fullback. He's a better no. winger or a centre than he is he, a fullback. He has the and odd really good game. If you can plug someone yeah. in like Nico Hines in yeah. the back. Well, and that's right. If you can plug... And, and the jungle jungle drums around Reynolds are, are beating. So if you can plug those two in, at least it's something. Because they've lost Coates last week. They're, lo- you know, they're, they're getting pillaged. Uh, if Lodge goes... Which I don't know if Kev is at Canning from the start. For what, yeah, apparently know, they're so. off him at the moment. But so I think they'll be quite happy to see him go. And if uh, O'Brien's had to take him from what you said, that that probably works out the best for every party involved. Um, what more can we add? You know, this is a grand final team beating up a team that will beat a lot of average teams uh, without their best players. And but the, the loss of Cam Murray, yeah. I said it last week. Loss of Cam Murray is is should not be understated. I don't agree if any of the teams come out going, well, this showed how much they need Aaron Rodgers. What was Aaron Rodgers going to do in that field? 
well, the, miss more tackles. Oh, you probably could have got them down the other end a bit more. Than quite a boot in our trouble. You know, but, yeah. Like, yeah. Relieved a little bit of pressure, yeah. but other than that, yeah, not yeah. a great deal. Well, there are also people saying, oh, you know, the only reason Souths got beat by 50 as well is because they didn't have your Latrell Mitchells, your Adam Reynolds, you know, maybe they would have won the game. I mean, well, if you're going to be a premiership contender and you're going up against another premiership contender and a couple of your star players are out, you don't lose by 50. If you're going to dribble like, on like that, have a look at the Roosters, mate. They yeah. had it's, every it's quite right simple. In, in two games, we're going, to talk about, we're going to talk about a team missing, what, 15 players yeah. that were, were in the contest against Parramatta till the last five minutes, probably. Yeah, and the thing is, too, people bring up how Melbourne were missing players against Penrith and it was, you know, Penrith beating a weakened Melbourne side by only two points. Nathan Cleary didn't play that game. Apazai Coruscant didn't play. Like, they, Penrith were missing players, too. So, yeah, yeah it just goes and, to show that people can and, step and, up. And Melbourne were missing players against Para and only missed by, yeah. what, two, was it? Or last-minute try. The, yeah, I think it was yeah, four. Yeah. Four, but anyway... Um, I don't. Know, I think we've probably covered off quite clearly. The what we should think. have been a lot better than what it was. But the refing. Yeah. No, the uh, their effort. Their effort. Yeah, well, that's right. was. They dropped their head as soon as that O'Car got his second one, and that was pretty much the end yeah, of the game. I, because it was, it was only it was the past twenty minute mark when he scored. I didn't mention Olam either. Olam was tremendous. Yes, the, um, oh, he didn't get a lot of raps out of that game, but he set up a couple of those tries. I think three even of just them, off the back of his running. Three foxes were Olam, and then the one himself. Yeah, there was a couple of passes, and then a lot of time he created space for him just by putting his head down and busting holes yep. inside him. So I'm actually going to say, well, let's get to the Daggy M's. I'm going to say three. I think just by default I have to give Fox three for yeah. six yep. tries. Yep. I actually had, uh, wait, for all the reasons you said, Olam at two because I thought he was, that was his best game this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it all helps. And then we can go Hughes or Nico for one. I, well, I had Hughes for two okay, yeah, and Hughes. then I had um, Olam or uh, cheese for the one. Okay. I'd go but Hughes for one. Okay, Hughes for one. Let's Hughes move on. For one. Yeah. Oh, good. We can go. Yeah, Hughes for one. Olam two, you reckon? Yeah, Hughes one. Okay. Olam two. Foxy okay. three. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Penrith forty-eight defeated the Sharks nil to kick off Friday night. Uh, the scary thing is Penrith haven't peaked yet, in my opinion. But no, tell us some no, stats. No, they haven't. Eight tries to zero. Eight out of eight conversions. Eighty-one percent completion played. Seventy percent completion. Thirty-five out of forty-three sets played. Twenty-three out of thirty-three. Again. 320 post-contact metres more by Penrith than what the Sharks made. Eight line breaks to zero. 45 tackle busts. Sharks back to their good old tackling form to 16. 15 offloads to six. 284 tackles played 389 tackles. Two ruck infringements to one. Two inside the 10 played one inside the 10 from the Sharks. Four penalties conceded to two. Uh, two force dropouts by Penrith. Seven errors played 11. Appy made 44 tackles. Uh, Blake Braley made 56. Toto with 309 running metres and Tracy with 120. Uh, missed tackles. Penrith really nothing to report. Kennedy made six tackles, missed six tackles. Chad made 15 tackles and missed six tackles. It's just not good enough. Moylan eight, made eight and missed four. Crichton with 123 supercoach points. Stain was, Staines with 115. Cleary with 107. And then the, another four Penrith players before you get down to Aidan Tolman with 62 supercoach points. Uh, on 2 uh, 132 of those metres were post-contact as well, which is uh, which is more than I think all the, all the Cronulla forwards are in. Uh, he ran for more metres, I saw the stat, than the whole back line combined. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Canelo. Um What what about South do you reckon? 
Could say it would have been. I would have to go back and look. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I'm just thinking off the top. Yeah, you're probably right. Probably would have been close. Yeah, because most of their pack ran for about 40 or 50 meters as well. Same as the sharks. The scary thing, as I said, is Penrith haven't peaked yet. They've only just got Appy back. They've only just got Edwards back. They've only just put Crichton back to his preferred position. And like, look what he did. Cleary's only just getting more involved probably this last two games than he had been last year. Um, and their forward pack, like Fish Harris, is the best forward in the comp. So it's it's scary. And um, then he makes it a point to own the first 15 minutes. He just belts blokes and goes, all right, now come and back. he takes both of them too. He doesn't just point, single out one yeah. front row. He goes, I'm going to beat both of them. Yeah. He'll have, and he'll have two runs. He'll just go, right, give me one of him and I've one of him. And all right, who's coming back? Incredible to watch. Like, just easy to watch, fun to watch. I like watching Penrith play. And um, was not fun to watch. You know, if you're a Sharks fan. It, I had zero notes about the Sharks. Do you have anything you want to even talk about? No, oh, well, mate, what a display from both teams. Fucking Penrith strong, energetic, sharp in attack and defence. Sharks weak as piss, lethargic, inept, unskilled, unorganised. Like, I love fuck. that word, inept. Ramian looked okay until he broke his face and had to go off, but he was the only bloke who looked like doing anything again. Now he's going to be gone for four weeks. The rest of the back line are just out of their depth, especially with, like going up against the top team running around. They're not even close to the, the back Can line. Can you remember a time when there's been such a difference between the best back lines and the comp? I'm sure there has been like in the top two, but seriously, the bottom eight back lines are atrocious compared to the top eight. Mm-hmm. You line Newcastle up and you line yeah. Cronulla up and you line uh, the Tigers oh, up defensive, yeah. even the Titans up like in terms of outside backs. They're yeah. woeful. Well, that's that's the thing. Usually, the bottom eight clubs, because they've invested in one player, there's usually one standout in the back five, I'd say. But the rest are yeah. just not stepping up. Yeah. Chad doesn't want to be there. Fucking, they may as well just fuck him off. Like he's yeah. not interested. Hasn't been since he signed the contract for the Cowboys. Uh, the Sharks forwards just got hammered all night. <laughs> Graham's off the pace. He's I don't know if he's gone, but he's, at the moment he's not. He's not where he should be. Woods is gone. Yeah. Uh, Rudolph and Rudolph and Tolman were okay, but. Fish was fucking amazing. 2-0 and Cleary, you can put in that bracket as well. Appy start seems to be improving with a bit extra game time. He's <laughs> coming back up. Years, That's so, right. Yeah. Bit of game fitness. He's, he's improved on his uh, game last week. Crichton was re- really good. Staines and Leota were good. But it was it was men against boys, man. Yep. They just fucking absolutely railroaded and smashed them every position. For on the those field. that still have Charlie Staines in Supercoach from last year, and I'll, I'll touch on this again in a preview. Keep him now because now because <laughs> no, now Crichton's back. Yeah. They will play back to Crichton, and Crichton's just loving it. Like he loves just taking the piss and going. All right, he actually looks me. better on the right than he does on yeah. the left, to be honest, because yeah. he doesn't have all the extra traffic around him. Yeah. It's more here. But he had so much time and space. And he goes, right, I'll let you, he basically just went, "I'll let you score these three, and then when that went through, he was there. And he, well, this time last year we we're talking about for Origin, and, and obviously fullback hasn't suited him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back there now, it's just another piece in their arsenal. They still haven't got the best out of kick out I don't think that they can mm-hmm. for this year so they're still and Liam Martin's starting for I think the second time on year so yeah. scary um, and just the other point I noted like when Martin you're getting owned very good as well yeah but when you're getting owned and then Cleary's kicking 548 metres as well there's not much time to get unowned <laughs> that's a word anything to add Ollie? Yeah, well first thing to add is it was pretty funny seeing Nathan Cleary go out of his way to take the piss and not look as he passed the ball to yeah. Jerome because he just knew that like he just <laughs> knew that they were going to score. Yeah. Um, and, inter- and this was a chat 
chat I was having with a few mates after the game and one of them's a Bulldogs fan and whenever he watches Penrith play, he goes, oh, Doggy's top four next year. How good's Matt Burton? <laughs> he's obviously going to add something right, but I, I'm starting to think because he's had such a good combination with Jerome Luai, how much of that is Luai setting him up as well? Like, I'm not here to say that Matt Burton's a nobody and Jerome Luai's just carrying him, but obviously well, he's, playing in he, the he's making him look a it's, bit better. It's a pretty small sample size considering that he's only played a couple of games in yeah. the halves. I think he's... And the thing is, too... They're not, going, it, to play him, they're not going to take him to the dogs and play him in the centres. He's well, going to be going Well, the thing the is, halves. too... And, we'll, we'll, and the proof will be, be more in the pudding in three weeks when Cleary has a month. That's Pound true. now have the luxury of giving Cleary a month off. Yeah. Mm. But I, I, I was also going to say, he's playing him at centre because we can assume that after Origin he's going to move back to the centres. Is that possibly detrimental for him at the dogs next year? Because not he's, as not, a running he's not six. playing in the halves? Not no, as, it, so. as long as he's playing six, maybe... It, Probably hurts him playing seven, but yeah. it, it can't really hurt. I don't think it really hurts him playing six. No. But he, the thing is, he's a big enough body, and he he just he just knows the lines to run. He hits, even getting the ball floor, he can hit that hole. Oh, he knows the right football. Sport. You can and tell he just understands he, the way the attacking is, game's structured. And, yeah. He'd be in a conversation in the top ten centers in the comp, and he's I think he's he's, he's never played center before until this year. Uh, he, he's incredible. He's not going to do it. Either, he doesn't let you down defensively yeah. a lot. He does get caught out tiny bit, but they they, they, bit, they but. smother it because they're so. Dominant, he's um, big, strong ball runner. He's got yeah. nice, nice um, passing game. Yeah, and he can kick too, which he's not yeah. doing out at centre yeah. at the moment. So. Well, I mean, the Bulldogs might end up doing this if things aren't going well. But you could probably even chuck him into the second row, and he'd be okay. Like yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. a Penrith. I think he'll finish. To, he'll end up finishing at lock or lock. as a back uh, ball playing back the, row yeah, by the, the end of his career. The new fan good position that no one seems to have mastered back mm. yeah, ball playing lock. Um, do we need to talk much more about this? I don't think so. I, uh, we talked about everyone, but I actually think Cleary was put on a masterpiece in this game, yeah, and I'm happy to points. give him three points. Three points I wanted to give Fish the three because I just Fish thought he laid the platform. I, I had, well, I, I agree with that. I actually had Crichton too, just because I thought it was his best game all year. But I think Fish laid the platform. Fish two. I had Fish uh, three, Cleary two, and two oh one. But I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go. If you think so, Fish three, but I think Cleary just was a master. Well, I'd, I'd say Cleary three, but okay. Fish lets yeah. him do it. Clear, uh, so well, Cleary fish three, two. Fish two, yeah. and then it's either two o or Crichton for I'll one. Go to uh, three hundred uh, running meters again. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but it's against the Sharks, so one hundred and fifty of them don't count. Yeah. <laughs> I would go. I just think Crichton but back still, to form scary now, and I was giving one. I mean, if you want to chuck him in, sure. I'm, but well, you're going to beat him. No, do you have a final opinion? No, I'm happy either way. Should leave it up to the field later. Coin? Actually, yeah. Well, you two can feel, just feel fight it, about it. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. Ooh, 2-0. First game this year, I don't think 2-0's missed uh, No, but it's, missed I don't want it to start feeling like it's the 2-0 <laughs> No, it, it's not, though, but I, I brought up a reason as to why. No, no, I'm happy with that. That's okay. I'm happy with that. When everyone's so good, that's fine. Yeah, okay. You bring in an autocratic regime, Felix, leader. You lead us. Wait till you see Jake So his new standard is, unless he gets 300 metres, he's not getting a point. And then he might still not oh, get a point. You can't present it that way. Wait till Jock right. Madden suddenly it's wins this award right. mysteriously. So Cleary three, Fish two, and Crichton one. Yeah. Done. Move on.
Parramatta 31 defeated the Roosters 18. In uh, I, when we talk about games that don't quite do the game justice, I Entertaining scores that don't do it justice. I thought this maybe was flattering to Parramatta, but not too. Quite possibly. Not. Yeah. I, I can't say it was a tragedy, but no. yeah. Stats. Yeah. So five tries to three. Five out of five conversions for Parramatta. Two out of three for the Roosters. Field goal to Mitchell Moses. Parramatta one penalty goal out of one attempt. 88% completion. Uh, played 70% completion. 42 out of 48 sets. Played 23 out of 33. That's a massive difference. Uh, 228 post-contact metres plus for Parramatta. Three line breaks apiece. Uh, 35 tackle busts. Part the tackle busts played 28 tackle busts. 15 offloads played four. Four force dropouts for Parramatta. Zero to the Roosters. Zero 40-20s. 271 tackles by Parramatta played 425 from the Roosters. Not a big chance of winning the game when that stat's popping up. One ruck infringement to Parramatta, five by the Roosters. One inside ten to the Roosters. Four penalties conceded, played five. Eight errors, played 16. Madison with 37 tackles. Nate Butcher with 70 tackles. Gutho with 193 running metres and Tupu with 189. Uh, Papali missed six tackles, made 28. Madison missed four out of 37. Uh, the, the two biggest miss from the Roosters team both made 65-plus tackles, so I'm not going to include them in the missed tackles. Ikevalu with 111 supercoach points. Papali'i with 97 and Cartwright with 87. Yeah, JBD, who was the other two that made six tackles? Wiri Hargraves made 50-odd and there was someone yep, else. Yeah, Maskey made uh, 68 yeah. or something like that. Well. Ollie, what were your thoughts on this game? Uh, well, it was an interesting watch, at least the first half, because I was out with Mrs. Ollie, and while we were eating our dinner, through the window of the place where we were, next door, they had the game on, and they had the game on behind my head too. So uh, Mrs. Ollie was watching that. We, I didn't get in trouble for watching the game on a date. We both watched while we ate. Um, what a beautiful thing, Oliver. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I just thought I'd add that in. and um, but, but, yeah, it was a good game to watch um, the second half Paris sort of uh, I don't want to say really I, I don't want to say run away with ran away with it but uh, they were the better team right towards the end and that's probably what got them over the line but the Roosters were probably the better team for the majority of the first half I thought um, oh, 20 to 30 minutes yeah yeah mm. Like, you bring up guys like um, Marshke as well, like that defensive effort, they were just um, solid in the fence, and that all, yeah, it started to erode in the second half. It probably hurt them, um, Teddy getting that knock in, in the first half on report, and Drew Hutchison obviously going off uh, with the punctured lung. That probably shook him a bit. But, yeah, the poor Roosters, I mean, they can't really seem to get a break in terms of injuries, and it's going to be interesting to see how long they can... I guess limp on, mm. and I, I still think honestly it's a while. They're starting to get like the likes of Lockie just on, back. Yeah, and, you yeah. look at that. Like you take um, Bmos out, and then you put Ikavalu in, yeah. who scores a hat trick. You know what I mean? Like, the bloke can obviously play first grade footy, and you just plug him in, take B, one of the best wingers we've seen out of out of your yeah. team, and chuck him in, and he gets a hat trick. So. You know who changed the momentum or helped? You know, I can't say I solely changed it. Bryce Cartwright came on and just changed the game again. He's just how about scoring a try seven seconds into walking yeah. on the field and then uh, and then getting a double? Yeah, got the double, and then he had the was it the slap back or he had another pick up where he threw yeah. a ball and. 
put someone over him. Nice offloads. Um, he's um, like warming a into superstar. It. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> mate, there's, there's, credit to him. Absolute good. We said it last week, and we'll mention it again this week. Like if he gets back to that form, which he's sort of pushing towards, he could be a really big signing for Parramatta this year. Um, there's nothing like hitting rock bottom to make you realise, you know, yeah. what you had. I suppose. It um, gives you a pretty good wake up call. <laughs> mm. I well, thought it was until he. Uh, I thought it was Brown's pretty much best game for the Para team. Um, he looked like he's finally getting to some stride. Weeks. He's having a month mm-hmm. off now, or three weeks off. Uh, and I thought, Mo, oh, except for when he, the first thing that went wrong for Moses, and he ran up to the ref and started winning. It's like, <laughs> don't start doing it again. They all do it. But, it was um, Moses' best game oh, of the year but by he, um, space. But say after that, he he was good. And when I'm critical of people, I got to be, uh, I got to applaud him as well. And he yeah, was good as well. So. 100%. Quite a pretty good, uh, quite a good game. I thought Parramatta just pushed away late in the game. Um, Roosters are probably a better team for the first 20 to 30 minutes, but Parramatta got to a pace after about 20 minutes, and then they just kept that up and just never really dropped off at all. And the Roosters did drop away a little bit towards the back end of the game. Tough night for the halves of the Roosters. They got targeted. They got shots and, yeah, a couple of knees there, which was um, – I thought that was a horrible incident, to be honest, and I don't know how it didn't get picked up straight away. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that constant pressure from Parramatta pack um, – uh, just wore away at the Roosters. Their pack was very impressive, I thought. As a Paul group, woke not up just, again too. Not just one player. Yeah, the whole the whole pack had a really good night. Um, Cartwright, he was really good. No, as I said, scored a try in seven seconds, and then a couple of minutes later, scored another one. Moses, I thought, was Parramatta's best. Ikevalu was good. Uh, Butcher was great, man. Like, how do you make 70 tackles? Like, yeah. I know he only made six runs, but as a back rower, you make 70 tackles and then doing six hit-ups as well. You got three tackle busts in those six hit-ups as well. Like, he's yeah. he looks like an impressive young footballer. He's got a little way to go, but, fuck, he did some work. Um, Jared was really good. Uh, he's... <laughs> but, he hasn't really dropped off. I know he's been pushed back to the bench yeah, and all the rest he, of it. He's made an impact. Well, he had the game. He, where was the game he came off the bench and dragged him home? Was it Sharks? Sharks game, yeah. Yeah. And he just came on and dragged but him out But he's still of the that enforcer. He's still that yeah. presence on the field. And, you know, you don't want to mess around with him because he, he steps up most of the time. Um, Maskey was a workhorse. The Roosters just couldn't create points. Like, yeah. There's a couple of nice tries that Ikevalu got, but they just they was, it didn't happen often enough. Um, Brown and Nakori, as we already mentioned, like that that one movement where uh, Nakori, with I thought that was a shoulder charge. I thought yes, I thought he got exactly what he deserved. Maybe yeah, no, another I, week, I, um, to be honest. I'm surprised. Well, another time, another day, that gets sent. Yep, or been at least so. Well, Both of them yeah, the fact that Brown didn't even get picked up, he should have at least got 10 minutes, and I thought he probably could have even got another week or two for that because he had no, there was nothing he could do. There was yeah. no, you know, he wasn't trying to make a tackle. He could have jumped over the bloke and just kept running, but, and yeah, you, that was... You, you, as you said earlier, you could have ended a bloke's career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, feasibly that he doesn't play NRL again. I, I hope not. I don't think so, but... Madison's yeah. had, his, had his best game of the year. Um, he was in mm. really good form. Uh yeah. yeah, I think you've covered it pretty well. I think um, 
and we haven't even touched on Papa E. Who was maybe the but best. I think, I think yeah. it's a common thread, though. Like, when guys start just doing it every week, you just sort of go, ah, oh, well, right. he did it again, you know? Like, he well, didn't score two tries this week. He didn't run over the top of and five And that's for fairness. If, um, if <laughs> Ravalawa had won 309 metres, we'd be giving him a man of the match. And that's, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> that's probably true, actually. Um, but he just keeps doing it. Yeah, he's super impressive. From where he came from with the Warriors, he was a bit part player, but he did have impact when he did play. But now he's just he's transformed into a... Elite player. He's top five back rowers at the moment. Oh, he's, he's yeah. top three, I'd argue. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, back you're putting in... It, it, oh, this is top five, I think. This. Yeah, him... Possibly. Oh, no, I agree. Him, Fafita, arguably. Yeah, but, when he... For, but yeah. for Papa, uh, Papa, he's more consistent. I'll put him above. He's probably and number one, Cal. really. Because you're it. probably putting... I'm probably saying Crichton's slightly off a little bit this year. I'm saying Murray's he injured. I'm been, saying well, it, it, in, uh been down from last year. Who else we got? Uh, Frizzell. Murray, no. Crichton and Madison at their best. I'd put in front of Papa Lee, but, but that'd not, be about it. But they're, they're not, not at their the best. best no. so. Well, I mean, this year it's... If you ask me now, I'd say, yeah, him, Crichton and, and Murray and, and those other two aren't at the best. So. Well, I'd say you're looking at kick out for feeder and mm-hmm. Papali'i based off this year alone, not necessarily in that order, but they're your top three for me above the rest. Yep, no, that's a fair, fair comment. Uh, yeah, well, and Jake's disappeared. I can't say. Jake, you said it actually last year. Jake should be playing prop, but we'll get to that. Yes. Um, and it, it, Roosters, like I said, they're brave. They use too much them. in their backline movements. But yeah. yeah. Uh, like you said, they're brave. They did what they did. Walker didn't have a chance to really, you know, what he's going to do in that situation. They will see how Lockie Lamb comes back, but they, I think if they're looking at no, they're better off just moving. They're the best Teddy of the shooter. rest. Right. Yeah, they'll, they'll still finish fourth or fifth, and they'll be competitive. They'll beat some of the spastics around. Yeah, I still like everyone's saying that um, they should put Manu at six, and um, I think the team would actually be better the other way be around. Better with Teddy going to six. I agree. And, and when Teddy Teddy's to back, seems right. a pretty good kicking game. Yeah, he does. Every time he cracks one out in the last five minutes, it seems to be pinpoint. So why not? Uh, yeah. So I'm well. Three, two, one's interesting. I'm actually saying. Well, I had Puppy on top, but I had three Puppy, two Cartwright, one either JWH Moses, Paulo, or Cartwright. It's all in this big sort of mix, but any combination of those you I don't have any to. of those, of, the, of my three. Okay. <laughs> I have Moses with three. Well, I had I Moses in the big was, pool of... Yeah, I thought I've Mo- just got a big pool. It was Moses' best game easily, and um, he got them to where they needed to be. I had Madison at two, and I gave one point to Butcher. But I had, had Bryce Cartwright, three. Yeah. Um, I had Papa two, and Moses one, I'd say. But I'm happy well, what a, I'm what happy, a conundrum I, we have I'm here. I'm happy um, to concede. I'm happy to go Moses to three. Moses three, Papa two. And Butcher, I think, when's the last time you saw 70 tackles made in a game? Oh, that's true. That's, what's was, the record? That has to be close. Uh, 70, I, good, I think man. it's 71, and it's Michael Luck. Okay. So, yeah, so what, was Moses, I know a few hookers right, of high Butcher? 60s. Yeah. <laughs> Moses. Moses, Papa, he, Butcher. Moses, uh, Moses Cartwright, Butcher. Moses Cartwright, Butcher. Yeah. All right. That'll do. Very good. I think we talked ourselves into Papa a bit because we realised we hadn't talked about him. <laughs> he, no, he but was, I just had him through. I just he was super good. Yeah, so. I just... Yeah. Um, 
is like a default thing now. I think, yeah, like you said, Newcastle 24 ran over the Faders 16, who should <laughs> have won faders. away this game. I only saw... Is it 93 to 8 or something? Yeah, 93 to 8. to 8 since round 5. Yeah. I only saw... I saw the first half in the background. I haven't seen a lot of this, so I'll see to you guys in terms of second half stuff. Um, from, what, from what I saw, Canberra should have been up 30-0 at halftime, but it was a very, very average game of football. Uh, Barney, your stats and your thoughts on it? I I was just going to say, I thought they were both crap in the first half, but we'll get to that. They were both average in the first half. Yeah, but... Canberra had more ball, more ball and field yeah. position in a crap way. Yeah, Canberra were a lot sort of, less average. They than were yeah. a lot. They were they were less crap. But both teams, it seemed like like there were multiple try scoring opportunities, oh, like yeah. clear try scoring opportunities for both teams, and someone had cock it up somehow. There would have been like eight the, to the ten tries bombed in this yeah, game. Yeah, like the Frizzell. Uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> Caleb Bacon just about could have got a hat trick watching back yeah. the highlights. And he two tries zero. to four. Uh, two out of two conversions for the Raiders. Four out of four for the Knights. Two penalties uh, out of two attempts for Canberra. 79% completion for the Raiders. 71% for the Knights. 33 out of 42 sets. Played 29 out of 41 sets. Five line breaks apiece. 36 tackle busts to twen- for the Raiders. 24 for the Knights. 17 offloads. Played 13. Four force dropouts to two. Zero 40-20s. 326 tackles made by the Raiders and 357 made by the Knights. Two ruck infringements given away to five from Newcastle. Two inside the 10 to one. One penalty conceded by the Raiders, three conceded by the Knights. 11 errors to 13. Starling made 52 tackles. Braley made 51 tackles. Simmonson with 162 metres. Clemmer with 205. Uh, Caleb Aikens made four tackles, missed two tackles. Uh, Scott made 13 tackles and missed three. Ponga made seven, missed five. And Saifidi made 27 and missed four. Supercoach points, Ponga with 107. Braley with 92. Frizzell with 88 and Papali'i with 71. Uh, I'm going to start this because I'm getting sick of fucking Ricky Stewart's bullshit, man. (laughs) Like, how the fuck you can blame the refs for this game? The stats were all on the Raiders' side. They had that many opportunities and they fucking bombed them. But they're also consistently consistently the worst at the reset restarts. They're the worst in the comp for whether it's policed or not because sometimes it doesn't even get policed for the first tackle in the opponent 10 set restart it's every it's not every it's every second there's been four or five games this year where he's come out and basically blamed the fucking referees for them losing the game and I would give him one out of those five like it's just mate it's over I'm fucking over hearing it But, yeah, we'll talk about the game, and then I'll uh, I'll talk about where Canberra at. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, that first half, like just the, you could see how poor both sides are, and it was, I guess, horrid to see Canberra playing nearly as bad as Newcastle, based off of the past couple of seasons. How quickly Canberra have just sunk down. Is that um, a sign of an unhappy team, though? Unhappy Nothing's team. Nothing's changed. They it, haven't lost. I know, but they haven't lost anyone from last year, I, apart from injury. Even argue, with, with an unhappy team, though, I'd even argue they're probably from one game away to away from the grand final. Like that's. 
Uh, you know, it I'm saying be, they're uh, this year. Rick, yeah, well, Ricky must have I'll put it this way, pissed them off pretty bad for for it to be this bad because their best players at the moment for me, are Caleb Aikens and Sebastian Chris, two players who were playing Aik- for Aik- Aikens wasn't at the club last year. Yeah, and like they're both. And Chris was in yeah. reserve grade. Yeah, exactly. Really get a game last year, so that they well, weren't really from the side. You've gone from you've gone from having we may as well go down this path now. You've gone from having a hot forward pack to a forward pack you don't actually know who's going to start every week. You've got a dozen... And, the same and, players, and, and six of those blokes could, we could have discussed in another year in a conversation we just had about well, second six, rowers. Yeah. Six of those blokes Tarpane could, could have been a conversation. Hudson Young, in the in, Hudson Young two rounds in, was in a conversation. Mm-hmm. Ryan Sutton was in a conversation with best well, He got three. injured and he and has every that. game he's put in. Uh, Whitehead. You've got Harawi Renaira, who could be a superstar. Horsberg, who tries very hard. And, like, they don't know if they're starting. They don't know if they're starting. And again, it's sticky. Like, did it look like Papa Lee didn't want to play football this week? No. That was an absolute fucking smoke screen he threw up last week yeah. saying he's lost the fucking passion for the game. That's bullshit. He just come out and said that because fucking sticky dropped him. I'm saying I have it. an issue with Papa Lee. Like, yeah. Should we talk about it now? Yeah, go for it. When you're 125 kilos of fucking rhinoceros <laughs> and you make a break and you then get to the fullback and grubber. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry, Ollie. Yeah, if yeah, I make I'm going for a fucking hole and run at you, I'm not grubbing past you. I'm going, yeah. good luck cha- tackling me, champ. You're running straight at him. Like, honestly, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Good point. Good point. He's just, I, I guess it's gone with Canberra, but how consistent has Papa Yee been? He whatever did, man. For, he was for the good. past No, but like for the past five years and yeah. now... <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm saying it now. Ricky's gone by the end of the year, honestly. Yeah, I think I, he's I think getting he's stale gone. with the team. Yeah. And it, they're going to sack him, but it'll be a mutual departure out yeah. of respect. <laughs> but he's gone. And where like, does he go? He'd be an advisor. He'd go, like, join the ACT Brumbies or something yeah, as an advisor. Might, he might end up being oh, no. commentary somewhere. <laughs> well, because I, I think clubs will now be very wary. I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be very surprised if he can get a job again. And and I hate to say it, but Madge is probably a little bit in the same basket now if he yeah, can't. he's pushing that same And sort of. I would suggest... Um, maybe Adam O'Brien if he ends up getting the ass. Well, O'Brien, oh, he's pretty early in his but he's, career. But he's got time and O'Brien's a guy him. who could get sacked, go over to England like some coaches have and reinvent himself. Mm. But I don't even think Rickard probably, like, getting... Uh, he's obviously brought players over from there, but I don't even think at this stage he'd even get a gig over there just because well, of that, how long He gets been. that mean edge out of a good team, but when you... Like, there's a there's an expiry date on Ricky. Every every team he's coached, every, you know, like, it, it just keeps I would, coming. I man. would put... My, I would bet anyone $50 now, within the next 12 months, Flanagan will have a coaching job somewhere in the real. He was, he's so. absolutely looming. Uh, apparently you, the Tigers have already filled him out a little oh, bit. Okay. I, I, I was going to say, are you alluding to Canberra would be good fit? No, good no, fit no, not at all. Just, I'm saying that everyone we just yeah. mentioned, as soon as he's... a good fit for him, to be honest. Yeah, like, but as soon as he's off, and, and I, I dare say a little bit like Hook, his commentary stint probably helps his public perception a little bit in that he's just doing some stuff on... Apart. And he's very good to listen to. And he's, oh, he knows. He fucking knows what so he's talking people about. people are going to be sitting going, oh, this bloke knows his shit. He's all... He's going to be on everyone's radar. Well, not everyone. He's going to be on probably five clubs' radar next year. Mm. And I'm not saying I have any idea about any of them, but I'm just saying there's there's going to be a premiership winning coach. People can suddenly go and get and have an instant fix, and it won't. And I was very surprised it wasn't the Sharks, but it would. He's then going to be putting pressure on on these existing ones. Well, thus far, from round one to round nine, you look at what Hook's done with the Dragons. 
compared to last year for the most part, and it's night and day. Mm. So that would also, I guess, help a Flanagan's case that it, it's worked with Hook, someone who was out of the game for a couple of years, did a bit of media and came back. And just on the Raiders, it's just, it's sort of set up, it's very similar set up to the way the Sharks were structured. Like the outside backs weren't superstars. There's a couple of young kids coming through and they had a tough forward pack. And that's the kind of, you know, this is basically the blueprint that he had with the Sharks. Well, so. when, when did he come he, in? 2010? I'm just so trying to think. Seriously, 12? you give that back row to anyone in the comp, they'll be just going, yep, we'll, get, we'll fix it. This. Like if you and the fact Ricky can't and he's like Melbourne want ta- like Melbourne apparently chasing Tarpanay like Melbourne don't chase fools like no nah. you know but if you want to put a description for this game it's a game of two halves you know mm. everyone talks about it the the Knights were absolute nut of rubbish in that first half and the Raiders weren't that much better but they got off to a pretty good lead there and they should have hung on and should have been better but um, as I said there was probably eight to ten bomb tries in this game from both teams there's at least three or four each and then they just you know the score could have been 40 40 plays 42 or something like that but yeah. it didn't end up getting there um, the Knights just looked horrible in that first half as yeah. I, I mentioned yeah. to you boys at half time I'm not tipping the Knights again for the rest of yeah. the season and I agree. They were, what I saw they were was that and that's what I'm saying that they should have Canberra a year ago would have put 40 over in that yeah, first there half there was no yeah. go forward no second phase play their defence was average at best um, yeah the Raiders weren't much better but yeah they should have the Raiders probably should have been 30 in front at half time um, Sutton injury hurt um, Papali was good got him got involved um, he was probably Canberra's best player on the field to be honest the Knights forwards were heaps better in that second half especially Clemmer you got to get like he would he was amazing in that second half he did there was the one where he passed when he should have just tucked the ball under the arm and it almost gave, yeah. almost gave the Raiders a try through Aitkins who managed to bounce that um, <laughs> bounce that ball when he should have really scored he was good again, Atkins. He was yeah, really good. Well, he had the. Solid. He was just held up an inch short. He had the that one, and he had another one late in the game where he was just bundled out and or he passed. But yeah, yeah. Frizzell, Saifini, and Clemmer set up that win in that second half. They got on the front foot. They gave time and space to Ponga Man and Brayley, who ended up just came, Ponga and Brayley just carved them up in the second half. They had the space and the time to set up set up points, uh, which they didn't have in the first half. The Raiders bombed probably three tries in that second half, which they could have iced the game with, but yeah, kudos to Newcastle. They got away with one that they probably should have lost. Well, but Ponga, fuck me, in attack, Ponga is yeah. so good. In defence, he's average and he gets in the wrong position quite a lot of times. I forget, how is he? That's only 20... 21, 22. 21? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's only still fairly like young. He's still... But um, in attack, he is... He had yeah. so much to that team. Well, I just wanted to bring up J- Jaden Braley, probably in terms of consistently from round one to nine. I'd argue currently the best gun, players. The, yeah. Well, currently the best player is Ponga ever since his return, but throughout the whole season, for the far, season it's Braley, the best yeah. player has been Braley. Yeah, hundred percent. And Frizzell would be close to him because Frizzell just puts in week in week. The out. thing about Ponga's defence, when you're in that team where I don't know if there's any cohesive backline defence, how's he supposed to know oh, his it's role? It's more his. Um, it's more his positioning and. He doesn't look like so. He doesn't really like to take on the high ball, yeah, which I've noticed yeah, yeah. a bit. He sort of he'll stand and wait, or he'll jump and just completely miss the fucking thing by a long yeah. way. But 
but that's defensive positioning, and that's a that's probably one skill. That's that what I'm saying. Like the, not a lot of fullbacks have got. But how he's going to learn it when the rest of them don't know their defensive mm. positioning either? Yeah, that's um, Bradley Best isn't a, a, a particularly it's his amazing job to get him into center. that position. Yeah, that's right. I mean? like, yeah, that's true. The best fullbacks are going. You're here. You're here. Like Slater did it for ten years, and yes. he was great at it. And like, supposedly the troll's really good at it. And supposedly uh, looks, looks that way. Yeah. So and the natural leaders tend to come through. Um, we, do we do we just not worry about these teams? They, they, if they play each other five times, they probably win five each. Uh, ten times, they probably win five each. Oh, and they, well, they're if, not top if, eight material. If, if they play one half, uh, Canberra probably wins five out of five. And if they play two halves, Newcastle probably yeah. wins five out I of five. I would suggest what we saw from Manly Warriors, for example, would both finish higher than this. Yeah, yeah. I think so. So let's get all, uh, I'm in your hands for the day games. I've got it here somewhere. I had Ponga three points, um, Brayley with two, and Frizzell with one. I would have gone Brayley three, Ponga two, and I guess to be nice, maybe maybe Aitken's one, but not confident. Uh, well, you really made this easy for me. Um, Aikens did two-fifths of fuck all. He jumped on a couple of balls that he should have. No, he should no, have scored that try. I'm saying the three and the two. Uh, let's okay. Ponga three, Brayley two. Is that fair? Or yeah. Well, Brayley scored a try and set up one. Ponga scored one and set up two. Is it, is it yeah. Toss of a coin. Ponga three, Brayley two, and one to Frizzell. Then we'll go with that. Yeah. Titans at 36. Tigers 28. You boys watch this together? Yeah. <laughs> well, apart, but together, close uh, enough. Daggy was here. I was over with Rob. Well, yeah, it was with, uh, Five tries to six, four space. out of five conversions, played six out of six for the Titans. 77% completion from the Tigers and 70% from the Titans. 41 out of 53 sets, played thir- 26 out of 37 sets. Seven line breaks for the Tigers, four for the Titans. 32 tackle bust to 26. 16 offloads to 17. A force dropout by the Tigers. 0 40 20s. 311 tackles played. 313, one ruck infringement by the Tigers and six by the Titans, two inside the 10 played three, one penalty conceded to seven, 13 errors to 12, and a bin for the Titans. Uh, Nofo missed three tackles, made nine, Dewey missed three and made 19, Kelly missed six and made 12, and there was eight missed tackles by the Titans halves. Dewey with 141 supercoach points, Nofaluma with 113. And Fafita with 97. The breaking news is that Fafita had his ban upgraded to two, two, two games. Out, found guilty. Found two guilty, weeks. so two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we get to Supercoach in part two, the query Dana raised is he's also going to be out for Origin, so potentially out for four weeks now with that sort of money, which is a true maybe a, a discussion point for then. Ollie, what did you take out of this game? Well... I took something out of it that people don't like it when you reckon the other team's going to come back for, what was it, I'd say 79 minutes. I was tipping the Tigers to come back because I just don't like to believe in my own team. Um, They were. What probably actually put it well and truly to bed was that high tackle from Fafita because it sort of wasted enough time just for it to be that little bit too long for the Tigers to really make something because they were pressuring them like right at the end and they could have made something from uh, from it. They end up scoring a try but it obviously didn't mean much. It was sort of in patches. You know, the Titans got off to a hot start then it was all the Tigers for about 10 minutes and back to the Titans. It seemed... it's. 
weird. I know you were disappointed in your team and you, you made it known on on the night, but I thought the Tigers, it was probably, in a weird way, one of their better performances yeah, this year. Nowhere now. near the best, but it, it's just, it, yeah, but it was in patches. The and problem so I have is that we say this every week and we're still one, two out of nine. Yeah. Like there's, you could say that about the Southski, we just don't win. But, yes, all that stuff about momentum and that, in a day, you can't give up 18 of the softest points you've ever seen in your life and then whinge that you lose in the last minute or you miss, just miss in the last minute. Like, they gave up the try off the kickoff, like, honestly, yeah. terrible. Oh, just the Tigers started, like, dead set dog shit. Yes. And they got deservedly punished yes. in that first 20 minutes for fucking horrible defence. Yep. Especially off, as you said, set restarts off a kickoff. How the fuck do you get cut apart like yeah. that off a kickoff? That's just commitment. That's yeah. fucking, you should have had five blokes standing yeah. in a line and you got one bloke there, two other blokes walking, and then you get carved up yeah. up the fucking middle. Like, and you know what happens? At, then they get to the stage as well with the edges. They don't know whether to slide or push in. They just don't. There's no, I don't know who's, again, comes back to organising, whether that's a lorry thing you should be shouting or whether in the last week it's come out that Tame wants Dewey organising the whole team because he's the only one who actually has a go. He's the only one who seems to know what's going on as so well. So if that's the case, back him. It's hard from the centres. But if that's a ca- well, we'll get to that. <laughs> but if that's the case, back him and make it happen. Like, clearly Brooks isn't the guy. He has no. never been the guy. He's never wanted to be the guy. So, as I've said, it, it, it might not happen, but... Honestly, it's time to sit down, and I'm not going to blame Brooks for that defence because it wasn't his fault. But if it is the case and he can't run the team, sit down and say, "Look, we know you got two years in a contract. We're just not going to pick you. Go to reserve group. Yep. We'll pay you out. Do whatever. Do your best, uh, and he can go find somewhere. I'm sure Brisbane will take him. Um, but after, but like apart, so you give it away. Yeah, uh, there's no no momentum through the ruck, no effort out wide, no. And when they finally wake up and have their asses chewed out then they look like a football team. But it shouldn't take that happening twice. And on the second time of the fucking Tommy Rodonikas tribute yeah. game. Like, they had the they had the same thing happen the first time. And they came back and do it again. They come back and do it again, the same thing. And then nearly miss again. And it's... And it's you just think not if they're going to turn up and fucking be inspired by, you know, Tommy and that that was their big fucking memorial yeah. game. Well, the first yeah. 20 minutes is when you would have been fucking exactly. firing. Yeah. Well, like, that's right. Like, they should have been slapping each other fuck. in the fucking tunnel. Yeah. Well, when we when we were sitting here watching that pregame thing, everyone... They should have literally gone and got Roy Masters to come in well, and say, if you don't yeah. fucking walk off here, we shouldn't feed you again. Yeah, well, it was like a popular consensus. It was like, there's no way the Tigers are losing this. Like, we, we know what happened against yeah. the Cowboys but like this like there's just uh, and we're like well there's definitely no way they're getting they're going to get like absolutely flogged or anything which they didn't but I mean mm. again it was that patchy thing it <laughs> The Titans are a bit the same, and that's probably why it was well, a bit patchy for the Titans as well. But they're yeah. probably just a, a, that bit better, and that's probably why they got yeah. over the line. Um, because but, on he, paper, but you know what's frustrating is they weren't better. Their fucking backline is atrocious as well. Their halves are spastics. They got two good forwards, three good forwards. Uh, my man was on the bench, and he played pretty well. He actually, well, played the stats better than say his the, the score should have been reversed. Yeah. Easily. But they, their outside backs can't tackle either. Both of them are. And no, these blokes are terrible. Has been it's just they try. But you know what they do? Really they try a little bit harder. <laughs> and that's what happened. Well, um, and AJ is yeah, explosive yeah. enough where he can get away with. He can have that moment where he busts on open and it's worth nice those points. As well, yeah. um, well, he's starting to get. It seems like he's waking up a bit. He's not there yet. Yeah. He, he, he was really good against Brisbane, but what does that count but for? Nothing. 
but he needs time yeah. and space, and he needs someone yeah. giving him he needs some assistance to but be able to do it. I can't. I cannot take any positive for either team. And again, like I said before, both see the Eagles and um, Warriors will finish above both these teams if they keep playing this brand of footy. Um, Dewey was awesome. Have I read anything wrong out of that? Probably should have been man. Maybe of the match. I'm one-eyed. Maybe no, no. Dewey, Dewey was awesome. He was fucking probably the Dewey best player. Dewey on the was field. the best player in the field by daylight, and Nofalum was probably no second. Nofalum good in attack, but he's still yeah, bad. he's so leaky still in defence and, and still hurts. doesn't want to jump. And the Lee Lua brothers were good. They yeah. both J- put Joey's in good effort. Two games they went been hard, good. and yeah. they were good. But the rest of the team, they struggled hard. Um, Sini had a shocker in his second game. Yeah. He still yeah. looks like a, you know, he's, he's a, right. definitely a first grader. But yeah. second game, he got some extra pressure and dropped a few balls and made a few mistakes. But Fafita got a lot more involved this game than he has, I think, all season. I think he actually, yeah, he, he wasn't breaking the game apart, but yeah. he was actually getting involved and making an effort. Fogarty was the difference between the two teams. Um, he was just that little bit more clinical um, in force and dropouts, uh, yeah, setting positions. And I'll give him that, and that's what. And that, like Luke Brooks' one job in life should be repeat Rubber set. And repeat set. It's not hard. Yeah, repeat set. Start but they, where you they want Tigers start. never have repeat sets. Yeah. Like repeat set, and we'll get him in next set. And like he was just, composed. Yeah. Tanner sort of jumped on the back and was solid enough. He wasn't brilliant, but he did a job. Um, AJ was more involved and pretty good, as yeah. you mentioned a couple of times. But yeah, the, this game was just back and forward. But it was the start that killed the Tigers. If the, if the Tigers started half decent, they probably wouldn't. If the win Tigers by keep it to six, which even if the Tigers don't. Let AJ 10, just bust points. them apart off the off the kickoff. Yeah. They probably win the game. It's and that's the takeaway. But when you lose, when you keep losing that way, you can't. There's no excuses anymore. No. Did, do you have any positives for your team, Ollie? Well, the fact that AJ's looking like he's start starting to wake up, as I said. But again, he's still not there. Look, the fact that they won the game. I mean, in attack, I guess getting the ball out to the edges that bit more. That's a pet peeve of mine all year. That we we're going through the middle too much. We, uh, to the Titans' credit, they did start going back out to the edges and that kind of saved them in a way because if they played like they played against most clubs this year the Tigers do win that game you know too much focus on the two forwards and I thought that's what would happen with Tino coming back in but I think they missed the trick by game. having Masters on the bench to be honest um, well he's the, a bit hit and miss they're sharing too many minutes between Mo and Tino Tino needs yeah. to go and play 80 minutes Proctor needs Second to go back to the bench yeah. and either go into the middle or just relieve someone and like yeah. Mo play uh Tino plays 50, 60 minutes out on an edge and then Proctor comes on fresh yep. and yep. jumps on the back of that. I thought Mo was you piss I thought Mo was their the best forward. And then you bring another went, forward. I thought Mo was their best forward on um, rotation. But, watching it here. And I went no. at the stats and the stats weren't no. like blow away, but no. watching it, it felt like his I think oh, he was ten hit. But his his hit ups felt runs. like they counted. But get him playing sixty and then have Tino play sixty and then you're putting thirty five minutes on both of them and then they're not you know Tino could have a massive impact playing 60 minutes on an edge Proctor's probably like he was known as that ball player the offloader and it's he's not doing it at the moment so put him back to the bench let him relieve somebody in the middle and then maybe push to an edge or even get Tino Tino to play 50 on an edge then come back into the middle for 15 minutes and Proctor can go out there but yeah. I, I think there's something going on with that rotation of the Titans. I'm not sure they've got that quite right. But 
Yeah. Anything else? Why didn't we just sign Cameron Smith? Like, why? Because <laughs> he like, didn't want to play. No, no, but like, I don't care. Like, go over the salary cap, whatever. I don't care. Why didn't we get him? Like, at the end of the day, you won the game. But end yeah. of the day, I I ride off the Titans now because I, I just think there's they're going to struggle well, to said, make the it, eight. And if they do, they'll limp in like the well, Sharks. Yeah. Did well, last the thing year is, it, we we talk about riding teams off. We're you pretty much ride off. It's weird. You write off teams who are going to make the eight because a couple of them have to, but they shouldn't be playing in the top eight. And that's so. Yeah. The, the, at the moment, the way I see it, I mean, you say the Warriors and Seagulls, I'm not sold on the Warriors anymore. They're not as good as they were at the start of the year. I'd say they're probably about <laughs> around. But they grind the Titans, as good as just I about suppose, anybody. But I'd say it. it <laughs> Manly Warriors Titans are looking like you're six, seven, and eight at the moment. That's the way I'd go. Whatever order you want. But that that's how it's looking for me. Manly's got more X factor than well, the other. Well, that's two, the thing, so. and yeah, the Warriors yeah. and Titans all. The, the problem is every time you think here we go, or even the Dragons, like <laughs> don't have to talk about them. Every time you think, they, hey, but every time had, you no, think, no, no, no every time they've, they've still had only one bad game, and you're, you've written them no, off because they lost. No, to the, no, that's it was that one. <laughs> did you? Game. That was a bad game on Sunday. They that's always the worst game I've The game went for three days. I've seen Test cricket go shorter. Bulldogs should have beaten them. Just on that, that's the only game I don't have notes for. Oh, this fuck game because I didn't me. want to write any notes. I want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first Tigers game I've watched. Non-Tigers game I've watched. Anyway, well, let's finish this game. I, Dewey fucking, oh, no. Dewey should get six because he's the only good player in the field, but I'm saying Dewey three by default because they won AJ two and one to Nofa, but whatever, I didn't care. I gave Fogarty three just because I thought that he the game management was the only reason that the Titans won this game. I gave Dewey two and I gave Fafita one just because he did have an impact when he... What do you think, Ollie? Well, based off of that information, I'll try to be fair to everyone. I'll go uh, Dewey three. It's simple. It gets a sympathetic vote. I'll no. go uh, <laughs> Brimson two and I'll go Fogarty one. Okay, well, I'm fine with um, Fogarty coming in. Yeah, well, only, um, your, Nova only, points, your Nova point defence is a good one. I only retreated Dewey back down to two. He was the best player on the field, but I gave it to the winning team, realistically. Well, and that's why I've been – I was thinking about today, but and I haven't done it a lot, but seriously, he was, so he was the best player on the field. Dewey three – who did we have it to? AJ. AJ. I know Fogarty and an AJ. No, Fo- AJ. Fogarty one. Oh. Fogarty no, one. AJ one. AJ yeah. two. Uh, Fogarty, Fogarty two. two AJ, AJ one. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> well, the slog continues. Honestly, look at these games. Actually, there was one good game. <laughs> Cowboys nineteen defeated the Broncos eighteen. Barney. Three tries apiece, two out of three conversions for the Cowboys, three out of three for the Broncos, a field goal and a penalty to the Cowboys. 80% completion played 69%, 32 out of 40 sets played 27 out of 39. Three line breaks to six, 24 tackle busts to 43 from the Broncos, five offloads to 13, one force dropout by the Cowboys, 0 40 20s, 351 tackles played 350. Four ruck infringements by the Cowboys, one by the Broncos. One inside 10 from both teams. 11 errors played 14. Dunn with 43 tackles. Turpin with 52. Lolo, Tomalolo with 231 metres. And Herbie with 230. Val missed three and made four. Hess missed five and made 18. And Wright missed seven and made 23. No, Nothing to really report from the Broncos. Tomalolo with 101 supercoach points. Coates with 85. And Hass with 82. Now, Brisbane are the team all year I've wanted to put in that 
uh, dragon spot, the, you know, potential eight, and they just let me down every time. You think, no, nah, no, nah, they'll be right. And it's like they're, they're literally like the Tigers. You think, no, nah, they're better than the eight. Another game that the stats say that the Broncos should have won this. I was watching. Watching live, they should have won. They were the best. They, they were $2.50 yeah. before. I said it was a better the weekend. Uh, I was all keen. Um, and then they just didn't win the game. You go, how didn't they win the game? How, 20 minutes in, they were down 6 0. I was like, how good is this? They're going to still piss in. Because Tomalolo put the Cowboys on the back of him again and yeah. fucking matched the Brisbane pack pretty much on his own because yeah. the rest of them did sweet fuck all. And the Brisbane pack wasn't, you're talking Haas and. No, they weren't bad. Uh, they were Haas and good. someone else matched Haas. Tomalolo was fucking uh, awesome. Flagler, maybe. Um, yeah, he was absolutely awesome. What can we say about this game? Gamble went missing a little bit, I thought. Yeah. Can't really blame him for the loss or anything because, you know, they had, their, they had their big win last week and they just didn't turn up as well as week. I thought they played decent footy. They're just, I think both they're just did, the yeah. uh, Northern Tigers. Like, what do you say? It's, <laughs> well, they're just them. <laughs> the Brisbane Tigers. Slightly better backline. The only – there are three teams who I think are guaranteed to not make the eight at, at this point. Uh, they're the Broncos, Tigers, and Bulldogs. And you know what? The Tigers and Broncos, they put in an effort for an 80 minutes and they probably beat a few of those teams that are... If either Brisbane or Tigers put together six in a row, no one would be surprised. Like, everyone would go, oh, okay. Now they've actually worked it out. And it'd probably be against the, the six teams who are vying in and around. seventh yeah, and eighth. Yeah. yeah. Um, so have Cowboys improved this much and now have won all these games, or is it just... Well, Clifford played his best game I think I've ever seen him play. Uh-huh. Um, Tom Alalo coming back is going to help any team. No matter what team you put him in, he's going to help. But no, they haven't improved that much. They yeah. should have lost this game. They shouldn't have won this game in all reality. Um, Val Cool is a cucumber in the last few minutes. Yeah. There's a field goal. No set up there. He's always been a bit like that, though. Um, Even when he's not having a good game, he's still, um, when the moment comes, he's generally pretty good and he takes it most of the time. Mm. Um, It's something to say about his mental fortitude. But um, without Tom Alolo, the Cowboys would have got fucking flogged. Like, their forward pack was pretty bad. Like, most of them did very little compared to what Tom Alolo did. Well, I'm not and sure even what the Broncos it, the, did. Like, you know, they're, they're Gump's favourite pot plants, and uh, uh, they haven't gotten better. <laughs> well, well, that's the thing. I'm not sure they get flogged. Brisbane win, um, because Brisbane have won a couple of four-pack battles this year, I reckon, and they've still managed to lose. But it, it'd be interesting to see whether the backs step, would have stepped up or not, because the Cowboys' nah, the, back line... The Cowboys they, would have been lucky to get out of their own half. Well, their back, well, back line, yeah, at least you look on paper, they, they've got Brisbane covered, I'd say, so... That would have been interesting to see, I guess. But, yeah, Tamalolo deciding to put in a big performance against the Broncos. I'm, I'm going to be honest, that doesn't necessarily mean he's back for me. Um, this will you're probably end up being one of you're his You're a better. hater. No, I just think he's not... Well, he's <laughs> yeah, you're not, not a Titans fan. You're a Brisbane hater. <laughs> and then No, I want, I want Brisbane to do well for the good of the no, game. He's a Tamalolo. Tamalolo. No, well, I just, think, no yeah. I just think he's not happy currently under Todd Payton and he needs to get out. And I reckon once he does he'll be back to playing his well they best. gave him 70 minutes well, and fucking he tore it up like that's his well, go no, but I, I'm just to not play g- 70 80 minutes every week I, again it is also against Brisbane like I want to see I don't think he's going to be oh, playing so as good as, as, good as he when once he's just was torn packs apart on his own doesn't care but look at, look at the teams he's <laughs> t- torn apart <laughs> no like can. it's usually 
against the bottom eight teams. And he, he's usually their best player against the top teams. But I don't know if we get that effort still f for the entirety of the season. You know what happens? New new coaches come in, I think, and they think, no, no, I'll use him better. I'll, I'll work mm. this out. And there was that period last year where they were keeping him for that last 20-minute wrecking ball. But I think... Peyton's just got to go, well, you know, he's got to play at least don't, don't reinvent minutes, the wheel. Just let him go when he's cooked, which is what Kevy did with Payne Haas. He goes, they'll try, and he just, he goes, you know what? I'm just going to let him go till he can't walk. Take him off. He'll sit down for 10 minutes, and he'll go back out and do the same thing again. Um, and that's, I guess, what they're going to do. Yeah, obviously, he's a half a step slower, but he didn't really look that. And, and probably, you know, the fresh nut's probably done a world of good. Yeah. The couple of wrist injuries, the rest of his body probably feels pretty good right now, and he's probably got a point to prove. So. As I mentioned, it was Clifford's best game, um, controlling game by far. Um, he had a couple of nice runs as well, but his kicking game was brilliant. Um, six errors by the Brisbane back five. Like, it, it doesn't help when you the five blokes at the back are just making mistakes. Um, as I said, was, key we all times said, too. Um, Izako had a key. I feel like there was a key one for him, and there was another one where they. Yeah, came as on. we all said, we thought Brisbane was a better team overall, but they just couldn't execute when they were in that position, and that's been a big talking point from Milford for the last however long since he basically got to Brisbane he just he can't seem to put the points on when they need them and you got a young bloke in Gamble who's only been there for five minutes and you know he's all effort and he's all aggression and he's, he's not the bloke who's going to be setting up those points and that's what Milford's getting paid to do and just didn't happen so getting at Ollie you've had a you feel I feel like you've been bashed pillar to post as if like <laughs> well, a James Talolo's been apparently running apparently I'm, I'm a Talolo hater all I'm saying is that he's probably not too happy under Todd Payton and I don't think he is from all reports like yeah but I'd, give, I'd give him the three points this game quite possibly but right I, I, but I you've just, given him a like, couple of pull for his yeah. you've been you've been putting shots on him for a while well, now. Uh, last season was it no okay don't, no, you're, not, you're not dragging me into this because I honestly don't care enough to argue about it but you sound like a 12 year old Instagram Molly yeah. <laughs> no if I was a 12 year old Instagram I would get into the argument but I'm, I'm pulling myself out of it and I'm saying tell my, I'm going to kick us off tell my three points yeah no the point is I know, I know you know you hear this that and the other you can only judge people on players on field's efforts and I think you know when he's turned up doing that he, he dominated points. the comp as a back row for a couple of years there like I know he's had lean in betweens and everything and last year was blokes just don't shot. you know you, you don't get the best the best even the best player in the game is not the best player every week especially as you get a little bit older I think his body was going to do I think this six weeks freshen up's probably done in a world of good uh, I'm saying Haas 2. I think he's still a freak. He was still really good. And Val 1 for slot in the goal, but I can swap them. I can, I'll give Clifford 2. And I think we said about one, Clifford. That's fine. Okay. Holly? Don't care. Tell me Lolo 10. <laughs> JT 3. I'll get offside. Oh, uh, JT's Clifford, getting 3, is he? Or JT? Uh, JT 3, Clifford 2, and um, Val uh, Haas 1. <laughs> Seagulls 38 defeat the Warriors 32 in an actual pretty good game of footy for the most part. It was the Tommy Turbo show, and the RTS show was just not far that, that far behind, but um, by not far, probably six lengths. Um, <laughs> it was stats. a fair way behind. <laughs> Didn't get much involvement at all, no. RTS, to be honest. Um, seven tries played five, four out of seven conversions for Manly, five out of five for the Cowboys. One penalty uh, one penalty out of a one attempt for Manly. 68% completion for Manly, which is interesting, to 83% out of the Warriors. 26 out of 38 sets played 29 out of 35. 10 line breaks to 4. 
24 tackle buster 19, five offloads from each side, one force dropout by the Warriors. 140 20 to Manly, 275 tackles played 317, one ruck infringement to zero, one inside 10 for both teams. Four penalties conceded by Manly, five conceded by the Warriors, 12 errors to nine. Kroger with 44 tackles, Harris with 42 tackles, Turbo with 235 running metres and RTS with 209. Turbo with 191 supercoach points, Harris with 104, Nicarima with 95, Saab with 94. Uh, missed tackles, Tommy missed three and made one, Saab missed three and Hot made plant. seven. <laughs> RTS missed four and made two, and Pompey missed three and made eight. It was a tough competitive game for the most part. I thought it was arguably the best game of the weekend. Um, in t- yeah. In, yeah, on-field performance and just a competitive game throughout um, from start to finish. It felt a lot like last week with the Warriors in that... Um they just didn't have a lot of ball second half, but when they did, they made it count, but they just couldn't get the double. Like they couldn't. They remind me a bit of like a rugby union team where they keep the ball in the middle and they just sort of roll yeah. through the middle and the, the outside backs just don't get enough good, clean, early ball. And well, the two wingers are dead set. Slug. <laughs> but, it, but there was five tries by the Warriors and not one of them was scored by yeah. an outside back. It yeah. was all the halves the and the outside and, uh, which like is, back in rollers. This, in this and, game, and, and they're fit enough to do it, we question whether it's the case. In this game, if you're the the POD, for lack of a better term, if you're the point of difference and playing that term brand of footy, it's not a bad one to play. Yeah, but surely, like, um, when you get to that position, like, when you're putting bombs up to your yeah, wingers yeah, and them. stuff, surely you jag one um, somewhere, you know what I mean? Like, that's Yeah, and that's a problem with them, and we'll get to the Bulldogs, maybe we won't, but... Um, I think Reese Walsh needs to be in the starting team somewhere. Yeah, I don't know where. Because like he's the one that's worth that extra 6 to 12 points every week. But Tavita came he's in great, and scored fantastic. two tries and yeah. set one up so as I don't, well. I don't, so. I don't quite know the answer. Um, Good so headache to have. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know the answer there. Um, it's like I don't think the answer either is putting Walsh no, I would, or, I wouldn't move or Tavita. No, well, I was going to say to the centres or something because they might think like a Matt Burton or Penrith. But they're too, too small they're too to creative. They're too, Walsh is, like, they're too integral Walsh in the middle. Walsh is too small to play centre. You can't put him to 13, realistically. No, and so. probably, and you don't want to blind him at nine, so it's, I, don't, I don't quite have an answer. Could you play a Nick Arima at probably put nine. RTS in the centres if you wanted to yeah. push Walsh to fullback, maybe. Hey, well, do he's playing now, why not? Because if RTS gets a bit of early ball, he's got good he's, feet. He's better off. He's big yeah. enough, strong enough. Yeah. His defence might not hold up. That's maybe as good a shout as you have, I suppose. Um, both uh, the Warriors fullback was pretty solid. Very solid. I thought there was a massive effort out of the forward pack. Well, both forward packs were pretty good, but I thought the um, the Warriors probably shaded them a little bit and got a slight edge. But there's just too much X factor in that back line. Or well, one in bloke. Tommy. Yeah, I was going to say, Tommy doesn't play. You can chuck Schuster in there as well. He's been yeah. doing some really nice things on that edge. and But uh, but realistically, if Tommy doesn't play, the Warriors probably hold on. Yeah, well, they, they, they If Tommy doesn't play, they win 32-6. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that bad, but he was just incredible. Tommy, like, and he has been since he's come back. Uh, hope if his, I hope his body stays fit because yeah, if so they do, do uh, Manly can finish top six, I think. Because everyone else grows a leg around him. DC's yeah. grown a leg. Uh, Foran playing a little bit freer. Schuster's got his game together. Morgan Harper's now uh, getting ball and looking like a, a dangerous centre. Defensively, not a superstar, but well, he's... I've always, I, I had wraps on him since yeah. basically I saw him. I've been giving him a few wraps. Um, 
for a while now, Morgan Harper. He looks and, like a serious centre. And um, you know who? Sarp's looking good. I was going to say, you know who we've bagged and bagged and bagged? <laughs> it looks like the pieces are coming together for him. Manly almost got burnt with their bench rotation because there wasn't enough minutes with their forwards and they did tire at the back end where yeah. the Warriors almost came back and got them. But that was obviously, you got LOA and um, it's a power out of your team. That's and Sirenen. And Sirenen. But, um, yeah, Saab's just getting, he's getting more involvement, but he's getting gift wrap fucking tries, yeah. man. Like, yeah. but, <laughs> Tommy's but you know, just going here. Here's a present fucking but you know, but you know, When you've got the fastest bloke in the comp, yeah. um, why and not Harper give him presents? Well. No, of course. Yeah. Like, but and, but it, it, he's uh, also uh, huge. Like, yeah. that body but, uh, is going to be hard yeah, to take and, and you know what? Teams have been bombing to him and actively because yeah. they know. Oh, he struggles under job, liable, but, but, but he hasn't fucked up the last two weeks. So As soon that. as there's half a gap in front of him, just give him a fucking ball. Because he's going to run past and, and I love watching the the last two weeks. I've loved watching the slow mo where as soon as Harper just looks over his shoulder and yeah. he's in, yeah. go, yep, I'm on your right, and they just go, yep, yeah, that, 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 I'm yeah. coming, I'm coming. Forget who they And then it doesn't matter. Game. It's like no one's catching him, which is fun. And it's fun to watch. It's Massive great. super coach. It's good for rugby if he's league. He's going to keep doing that, yeah. well, but it's good for footy because yeah. he's a bloke when he gets in clear. He's the one that everyone gets on their feet if live. He, yeah, if he can sort of. Um, I said deja vu. That was weird. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> If he can continue to improve, I guess, under the high ball, that'll be key for him because you look at a David Tupo, uh, David Tup- Daniel Tupo, um, you know, putting those high balls up to the corner, you pretty much can't be stopped. In oh, but it's one of those things, like, like, most people are going to struggle under, the, especially the way those balls float around and fucking, you well, know, I, like, I'm well, not catching I, them. I, I, yeah. You're I'm not, not catching I, them. I, I'm <laughs> not only talking about, like, uh, getting the ball from the defence and running it back. I mean, when he's in attack. a teammate in yeah. attack, putting it up near the line. Yeah, and like, they haven't used it a lot. Like, very hard to Even whereas in Newcastle, it's all with, yeah. When they get Lee back, they'll be doing that again. Um, yeah, well, wherever he may be. What um, what pisses me off, and I'm sure it does for Barney as well, because we both had Manly playing in the grand final last year. Why couldn't Tommy have done this? Like, I know stayed he got injured, but why year. couldn't he have stayed fit last year instead of this year, where we both had had Manly outside of the top eight, mm. and now look like dickheads? Like, that's fine. Uh, I, I, well, I actually I had him in my top eight, and then about ten minutes before we did the preview show, I relegated him down. Uh, <laughs> and spots, isn't it funny? from where they came from they look like a happy team as well like they're, yeah. they're just happy to be winning and happy to be well, as yeah. Yeah. Harper continues to impress Turbo that was just fucking that's just yeah you don't get many blokes doing that kind of stuff week in week out and he's been back for four weeks and he's done it four weeks in yeah. a row like yeah incredible it's pretty yeah incredible talk exactly. about golden age of fullbacks that's what Latrell was doing it's what uh, the one off the okay, you can't even say off the ball the one that's and it happened to him last year when he lost the cover oh, Teddy, he yeah, he doesn't but you know you're gonna, you put him in the new South Wales one, he's going to be a superstar. Yeah, Schuster and um, Jake Ter- Jake Trebojevic have been, they were both very strong. DCE's in some of the Yeah, best the one form. bloke we didn't, which is incredible, the one bloke we did not even mention in the Parramatta game was Gutho. Yeah. Which I guess is a tick for para. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> well, look, Moses, we, we hadn't raised it, we wouldn't have even mentioned Papa E. Well, like, the thing is, too, that's got to be a tick for Parramatta. Y- you look at when Moses steps up, Gutho doesn't have to cover yeah. his ass. Yeah, because yeah. he plays seven when yeah. Moses yeah. doesn't turn up. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, as I said, those those two were very strong. DCE's in some of the better form he's been in for a year or two. I agree with that. Um, ever it, since it goes back to when he came, ever, those, these last four games, DCE's been. Yeah, well, there's as talk good as of any. 
him having to play for a contract too, yeah. which probably doesn't yeah. hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently they want to re- restructure it and they're offering him 2024 and 25 extension to make up for it because yeah. apparently they got cap problems. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they might be forced to get rid of uh, Tom Trevojevic and there's to, talk to the Titans, oh, please. Yeah. Don't think please. Turbo's going please. anywhere. You, you, you might get the other one. <laughs> you might get Jake in the next couple of years. You know what? That'd be very good. Wouldn't mind that at all. I, uh, as Harris I said, Alita was brilliant yes. on his return. Yep. Um, got a bit gassed at the back end, but you know he's he's been out for a while. Tommy Nick, Harris is so great too. Yeah, yeah Nick Arima and Walsh were very impressive. They created a lot, and Harris is just so, yeah. so fucking good, man. He's just like, a great player. You can slot him into any team. He just turns up week yeah. in, week out. Does all the bullshit that nobody else wants yeah. to do. And Curran yeah. looks like he's a kid really that's like coming Curran. in, yeah. and he's going to do that kind like, same um, kind of shit. Yeah. He just turns but up. I love, when I you love need the broken fields. So there was one last week, and there was someone said this: that broken field need, they didn't just need to peers. He's quick enough. He put shots on. He's a very exciting prospect. I think they're in a good spot. They haven't been winning, but they're in a good spot. I think they'll finish. Well, they're starting to get a bit more creativity into that side. I can see them starting to put a few more points on. And they've generally got Chanel back. grind and grind and grind the way they do and work some sort of rotation out between those three halves. Seriously, this next thing I'm going to talk about and the friggin' Tigers game and the Canberra-Newcastle. Warriors will... I can't say they'll smash them, but they'll beat them 28-4. They'll probably smash them. Which I suppose is smashing. They versed a couple weeks ago and it was 20-14 and if RTS wasn't there, the Dragons win. The Dragons have have it in them, though. That's the thing. Yes, they do. They're dead to me. All right, Turbo (laughs) 3. I'm saying saying Torhu Harris. You're just like the internet. You know what? You jump off teams the minute they have one bad game. Doesn't matter if they've had six good games before it. No, they just can't come back. Dragons have had four bad games in a row. When was the last time they won? Round five? Uh, on the weekend? That doesn't count. That's the buy, <laughs> man. <laughs> hey, the buy beat the Sharks. Mm, that's true. <laughs> right. Turbo three, uh, Tohu two. I had Harper one, but whatever. I didn't care. I'd probably give it to um, Chanel. Just the way Chanel he came one. back yeah. after being out for a while. He was. I thought he was ultra impressive. Okay, three to Turbo, two to Harris, one to... Tavita Harris. Harris Tavita. Yes. Harris Tavita, whichever way they may. Dragons 32 defeated the Bulldogs 12 I'm in an sure awful... I'm pretty sure it used to be Tavita Harris, didn't it? He changed it. Yeah. I can swear. Um, I think he took uh, shit. No, he goes into halfback into my <laughs> team. Dragons 32, Bulldogs 12 in a game that took three and a half days. Um, my God, did you write stats for this? Six tries to two, four out of six conversions for the Dragons, two out of two for the Dogs. 73% completion, played 79. 32 out of 44 sets, played 34 out of out of 43. Six line breaks by the Dragons, zero from the Dogs. 37 tackle busts to 24. 14 offloads to 7. 0 40 20, 0 force dropouts. 345 tackles played 363. Three ruck infringements by the Dragons, two by the Dogs. One inside the 10 by the Dragons, three by the Dogs. 16 errors by the Dragons played 11 by the Dogs. And the Dogs in bin. Maguire made 47 tackles. Thompson made 46. Dufty with 238 metres and Renufa Tony with 164. Dragons didn't really poll on the missed tackles. Kotrick missed two, made four. Elliott missed three and made 36. Dufty with 111 supercoach points. Bird with 107. Vaughan with 93. Plus two other Dragons before you get down to Renufa Tony from the Dogs with 72 supercoach points. 
The rest of my notes read Dufty with three points, Hunt with two, and yeah, Vaughan I was going to say Dufty was the best. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah Dufty's the, a gun. the only argument I'd say is Thompson may be one, but yeah, that whatever you just said is fine for <laughs> well, Dufty three, Vaughan two, Hunt one. Yep, off we go. Well, this Hunt gun, two, Vaughan one. Uh, yeah. All I want to say is a couple of weeks ago, Hook Griffin came out and said that they have that contract offer ready for Matt Dufty, but they haven't given it to him yet because he's still got to prove himself. What else has he got to do? Like, especially, okay, I'll concede the Dragons weren't at their best and they were up against a crap team. Dufty was the one who blitzed it. It was Dufty the game changer. Like, the only problem what else with does Dufty he have is... to do? Uh, in that Dragon side as well, though, because who else are they going to get if they let yeah, The only go? problem is he, he is pure pace. He's he's not a brilliant yes. defender. He's not a ball His playing first try was just uh, a gap and he's he just burst absolutely through it. Yeah. Brilliant pace, and if he does get a leg injury or he slows down in the next couple of years, yeah, I can understand. And he does have a few problems under the high ball, but he's probably the best, as you said, that the Dragons are going to get. Um, what he Bird do, was impressive. I thought he was quite good. Yes. He had a couple of nice little yeah. touches, and he's um, looks like his ball playing starting to come back as well. So, as someone that could play six three and back row, might be end up being a shout for a reserve spot come Origin time. He's been playing since yeah, yeah. New South Wales. The way I think, there's a, I think there's a deep pool. Is the only yeah. I don't disagree, but there's a deep pool. Just as a yeah, you, Pappy's probably going to get the 14 before he's going. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But the thing is, you know what? That that 14 in Origin really should not be saved. Well, oh, he's the next best fullback, and he's been playing really well. Yeah, they've got five fullbacks. Yeah, it's and that's the thing. Like Where are you going to play him in the edges? Problem. You're better yeah. off picking, like, and I know he's injured, but last year in Origin for New South Wales, their 14 really should have been Cam McInnes. Hooker. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Like, that, that that's true. who you should really be yeah. going to pick, but I feel like teams now, especially and in Origin. A... And look, Origin is, let's be honest, it's three exhibition matches, like, and that's why Freddie Fittler's happy to pick five fullbacks in his back line and have a fullback on I the bench I have heard a whisper well. that Bird is in the series contention for a spot in the Origins squad somewhere. Squad. Well, that, be squad. Be, well, 14, Same as Luol being a squad, whether or you No, no, start in the 17. <laughs> well, that'd be... If he played 14, that'd make more sense. The traditional 14 He might play role. seven. He play, what, multiple. play back, right? Could play centre. Yeah. I know we're, we're doing on this path too much, but um, if you're talking about Paulo... Paulo Haas, Cook, Crichton, Murray. But if Vaughan again backed up and he's probably been their best forward. I would pick Vaughan week in after the, week sorry, after week Vaughan, yeah. in that Dragons Vaughan's team. in front of Clemmer in any origin talk. Easily. He's been brilliant. I think there's only one game where I think he went missing a little bit, but yep. every other game this year he's been the Dragons' best front rower yep. or best forward by a fair way. Yeah, the only point I make this game is oh, <laughs> Bulldogs are like 70% of a football team. They they, they, their forwards actually do a decent enough job. They get good enough field position. They go down. They get easily downfield well, most what's sets. What's your takeaway from the set? Yeah, it's they like nothing. they're buffering. Yeah. Like they get here and then they go, seventy percent. The blue circle. Oh. Of and then it's just there, there's a literal roadblock. Yeah. someone's put cones like they down just ten meters out get from it. the line. Like, I don't know if they you get like, that blue circle that pops up on your internet browser and yeah. just starts yeah. spinning around. That's what it is. They go, yeah, this looks great. Oh, oh, oh no. And it's and again, it's not even repeat sets. Flanagan got hooked. What, what do you make got of hooked and he's been dropped this week. Uh, they because they were, and they never once looked like they were going to score a point while Flanagan was on the field. So I don't have a problem with the hooking, but there's issue. I hope Barrett sat down with Flanagan either yesterday or today and said, "Look, I'm getting out of here. Go back to reserve grade." You've and got tear four it. jobs to do, and it's this, this. Yeah, this, but and go this. just no. I would say go back to reserve grade and tear him apart. Yeah, just go back to Reggie's and just be be what Sam Walker he was. Have that game, but, yeah. Then he's not going to have that game because and the game will pass him by. He's got fuck all. I feel sorry game. for him. 
but there's plenty of plenty of blokes that are going to. He's got a decent lot. short passing game, but he doesn't really have a long passing game. Yeah. He's got a brilliant kicking game, and that's what you can sort of structure yeah. a team around. But without someone else beside him that's got the long passing game, they're going to struggle. Well, so, so where's, gonna he, where's he going to go to then? Well, I, I feel sorry for him, but I don't think. He's well, next year you've got Burton coming in, right? And as you brought up before, he's running the ball, so you're going to need Carl Flanagan to still control the yeah. team and attack. Still be the one to get so around you just the say park. To him, we'll see you next year. Cole. He can get you to positions well, who, who on else? the field. Like Flanagan can do that, but Burton's going to have to take control of the long yeah. passing game because Flanagan doesn't have one. And, and well, we don't know if Burton necessarily he's has got one because he runs the ball. One. I mean, he's got he a better one. Like, okay, but yeah, I yeah I. They, they, they need a good hooker too, and they, they, they need they need Brandon need Smith. Like they have to go all in. That is one of their biggest problems because even when their forwards get a roll on, they're not getting um, put into gaps. They're yeah. just running headlong into the defence. Yeah. And the good guys like your Thompsons and a Tonys make the post contact meters, yeah. but the other blokes they need to be in half a gap yeah. to make those meters. Which well, they're and not I think even and, and but even in intensity, even that first twenty minutes, like I said, they had all the field position, all the ball. None of their back rows are lining up just to storm over. They were just, all right, it's your turn to run now. Okay, we'll go left now. It's your turn to run now. All right, all right, now we'll kick it to the corner. Like, just, you need, like, a papa here, just go, right, I'm just going to fucking score myself. You're going to storm over yeah, somebody. Or yell, like, why, are you going to be yelling for it? Where's, um, well, yeah, I'm trying to give names, who would? Like, why isn't, like, an Ogden just going, just give me the fucking ball, we'll get it yeah. here. Well, how frustrated like, must just not, they're Luke... Just, they're just robots. Yeah. How frustrated robotic. must Luke Thompson be, though? Because he's pretty much he's the only well, yeah. one doing anything in a forward pack full of players who have the very much have the ability, yeah. and they're just not doing it. So I, I, they're going to they're going to run last. They're going to be where they're going to be. Talk they're a training. Long about you know what they are? We have. They're, you know what they are? <laughs> they, they are a buy. They're just a training run. There's someone that's going to make you tackle lots, and you'll still beat them. And whatever we can move on, and they'll probably beat the Tigers. Now I've said that. All right, pop plan of the week, uh, Ollie. Well, did we get the oh, three, two. What we said, uh, Dufty, Dufty, Dufty Hunt, Hunt Vaughan. Vaughan. Yep. Yeah. Well, Hunt was I thought was quite impressive considering yeah. he had his legs shattered in a thousand places. But yeah. yeah. And Norman wasn't far off either. Norman Norman has actually been quite impressive this year. Well, it's yeah. As I said last week, his base from yeah. the year before. He, he's sort of been. Um, He's been worse since Hunt's come back because he's sort of not getting as involved in it, you know, not feeling that pressure to perform anymore. So but he was atrocious last year. Like, he yeah, barely like, like, like I'm talking fucking the, at all. This year. Like, considering yeah. his form has come so much... But like he also was going... He played fullback a bit year. last year. He played six, he played yeah, seven. They, they did, did a the big bit. Yeah, merry go around a little bit last year. Yeah. Um, pot plant. A, we'll go pot plant first? Yeah, yeah, yeah pot I'll plant. pot plant the Rabbitohs because I think I called them pot plants when we were doing the preview. So, yeah. I'm going to pot plant Chad. Fuck yeah. him. He doesn't want to be there. The bloke had three runs, 15 tackles and missed six. And he had three kicks. Uh, like the bloke is built his game around game management, yeah. turning teams around, putting them in corners. He kicked the ball fucking three times. I think Johnson kicked it like 19, 20 times. He was out there for 55 minutes. It's not like he got the hook after yeah. 10 minutes. He, he just he doesn't want to contribute. He doesn't want to be there. So fucking yep. get in your pot plant and fuck off. But I wonder... <laughs> I wonder how many of that team now don't want to be there at all. There's after a few. Morris thing. Well, there I, I don't wonder. I can see. But yeah. uh, my pop plan, I had a few. Well, I was going to say gay guy, but you covered that and just for an amusement. you got to put, <laughs> put your man in, surely. Which one? 
right. Tommy boy. No, for his three missed tackles, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'll say that, and I'll say the whole Bulldogs team within the opposition 20. It, how? <laughs> <laughs> just cross the line yeah. and become azaleas. In, in your humble opinion, how close are we to naming this award after Tommy Talao or Ash Taylor? It, well, uh, Tommy didn't play this week. It was going to be Kapoa. Uh, are we going to uh, – was it Kapoa? <laughs> yeah. got no, a, Tommy didn't play I, I got a, leave Tommy alone. I got a, I, I get it was going to be Kapoa, yeah. They're, they're, both, they're both pot plants, so. Wow, okay. Just because I bagged your shit team. <laughs> I genuinely got team. it mixed up. I genuinely got him and Kapoa mixed up. Um, but, wow, I'll tell him Start slapping. Start slapping. with Ollie. Right. Slap Ollie. Sorry. Ollie, Ollie is getting the slap of the week this week. I, I love how like how hard you rip the Titans to shreds when they beat your team. That's all I'm saying. Uh, it's good to see you wake up, Ollie. Yeah, on. love it. Start calling you AJ Brimson waking up at the end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, we have a – I don't have a slap really apart from the two I just said. I'm just trying to think. Okay. I'll think about well, it. Well, I'm going to slap uh, Will um, Kennedy. No, actually, well, it's boring. And most of it's not his fault, to no, be honest. No, it's boring for me to slap the Tigers because they should have been slapped awake yeah. in that first bit. So, yeah, Will Kennedy. I'm going to slap Will Kennedy. He had two errors. Six, he made six tackles, missed six tackles, and he only had five runs. A lot of that's not his doing. He just didn't get the ball, didn't get the time with it. But he needs to fucking snap out of it because he's basically been the whole reason Sharks have been scoring yeah. any points <laughs> before Johnson came back and set up a few the other week. But... Yeah, I mean, we need him, so get amongst it. You have a slap? Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to give this one to Justin Holbrook, and I'm going to say it's purely because of the situation of the Fords. We've been saying, well, you've been bringing it up for weeks, and I think we agree. You've got to be playing Tino second row along with Fafita. Yeah. Play Mow at prop, it's a no brainer. They're currently playing Tino at prop, and you look at prop, second row, lock. Prop is the worst position you can have Tino in. Oh, You'd even yeah. put him in lock put it, over. Yeah, put him in lock. Prop. That's where he yeah. played for um, Melbourne. Yeah. I'd play him in centres before I played him in the front row, yeah. to be honest. Because he's going to damage people in the centres. I don't know why they're not looking at him like another Fafita. Just, you've got a, a battering ram, just use it. And you could argue he even uh, presents a little bit more than Fafita. Yeah. Because yeah. even like out there, if, the, if he really wants to come uh, in and no, he's getting angry and wants okay. to do the stuff in the middle, he'll try and do it if he wants to. Yeah, and that's what he does. He'll come looking for work, whereas Fafita's happy to sit out there and glare at Mumbai. Um... Give us your peanut before we go to... We'll finish on a good note, so give us your peanut. Well, what about salutes? Yeah, yeah we're going to finish on a nice note. Okay, first. okay. Yeah. we'll paint you two. Um, we, okay, fair enough. No, yeah, no, no, like no, 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 no. It's been good chatting to you, Ollie. Um, anyway, but yeah. <laughs> um, I've got a proper one. It actually involves one of our crew. They're not the peanut, okay. but um, GT, who... Um, let me get the post up here. So I, I put out a post, which was a Daily Telegraph report that was scathing the Tigers and say they should be moved or should be kicked out of the competition entirely. Now, someone's come along and says, I, I lack credibility by posting this question and I'm obviously biased. I literally just put the question there. I didn't say I think the Tigers should be... I think they should be moved to Campbelltown permanently and I think that's something you've yes. brought up. I don't, yeah, um, I'd definitely. agree with that. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't say anything and he tried to argue, oh, just because I posted it, I obviously believe it. The, the big kicker for me, though, is I, I replied to him and said, well, look, I'm not being biased. I'm literally just putting the question out there. He literally... He I want said, your opinion, motherfucker. Yeah. Well, he goes, he says, you're literally just uploading this for likes and comments. I literally upload anything for likes and comments. Like, that's the point that's of the page, to get likes does, and comments. That's yeah. Facebook. Yeah. That's <laughs> anyway, and then he said something, and then GT comes along and says, I have an early contender for peanut of the week. Well, thank you, GT, so, for, uh, for finding that. Uh, Ollie, keep going. Finish a nice note with a salute. What have you got? Salute. Uh, 
I have to have a quick think. All right, Barney. Oh, it's, not like, it's not like you haven't had a week to think about it. But yes. Jerome Hughes, as I said before, he's in an absolute purple patch of form. He's just... He's come into that position and he's making it his own. Um, 70, 70 minutes, one try, two try assists, 10 runs, three tackle busts, one line break and two line break assists. He's going so good in, in the halves there yeah. for Melbourne. So. Oh, to the point where I'm buying him this week, but anyway. Sorry, I'm trying to tell Ollie you can have Tommy Turbo if you'd like someone to sleep. <laughs> nah, I, I did think of someone just then and it's purely because of a player brought up before, Nathan Cleary taking the piss against Cronulla. Because I think Penrith deserved to do stuff like that. Not, not all the time, but just... It, it's sort of, a, it's sort of a nod. Cronulla deserves well, to have it, the piss taken. But <laughs> at, at that point <laughs> in the game, too, like it, it's sort of like a nod, Penner, for like, we know we're better yeah. than literally everyone else yeah. in the competition. And then I'll go over and shake his hand. Because <laughs> <laughs> he looked at Luai and was about to pass it, and he thought, no, nah, I'm going to turn my head I'm away and pass, I'm just gonna I, pass yeah, it. To just him. because <laughs> I can. Like, yeah. uh, I'm going to... There's some crazy efforts this week that didn't get saluted, but I'm going to salute... Um, well, for, I didn't have here as the one because I thought someone else would Okay, be. collective. We'll do Tommy a collective Turbo, we're all saluting. Yeah. And we Turbo. probably should all salute the Fox for six tries. Yeah, I'll fucking yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But the other bloke, I was first to bag him and laugh about it, but uh, Bryce Cartwright, hasn't he refound his, himself? He's yeah. absolutely, he's probably nearly flowing. integral yeah. to para now at the moment, the way he's coming off the bench and just, he might have poor old um, Sean Lane have a spot at some point in the back end of the oh, year. 100%. So, yeah, so like uh, good on him. Uh, I wish him the best for everything going forward and I hope it keeps up because at his best, he was an, an Origin player. So uh, well done, Cardi. We are, we are Cardi party attendees. Uh, on that note, we will say uh, we plug the social media stuff while I find music. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Footy and Froffy's on Instagram, right about uh, 50 followers now, so well, help get us up to 100 there. Numbers until it's <laughs> and, um, <laughs> no, well, I mean, we've only just started. Yeah, no, no, uh, we just kicked that off. So yeah. find it uh, uh, yeah, at Footy and Froffy's. Well, h- how about this for numbers on Facebook? We're getting ever closer to 1,000. Yeah. So, again, if you're a weekly listener, you have a Facebook page and you've not liked Footy and Froffy's on Facebook yet, well, now's the time. Yep, um, some really good uh, numbers uh, on Spotify and everything as well, actually, uh, on that. And uh, Big and Emperor on YouTube will be occasional highlights. You can find all sorts of stuff up there as well. We will uh, bid you adieu for our review show and be back to preview Magic Round in this Spotify v- feed and anywhere good podcasts are found shortly. Yeah.